Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you remember what happened on Friday and what we're doing today? Uh, well, they were trying to rebuild the temple, mm-hmm. and some busybodies decided that they wanted to tattle on them, mm-hmm. and so they, they went and tattled on them. Yeah. And I, I don't know if they got the temple built or not, but they're being tattled on for sure. Yeah, and guys were like, but Cyrus said we could. Right. And then, and then the busybodies were like, 
you know what? I'm not sure. Let's go see if Cyrus actually did. Yeah, you, you just look go, that let's go up. get those fucking documents pulled. Let's let's see the notes on that. Right. Show me show me those receipts. So they're trying to find the the documents. The receipts. The receipts. Yeah. All right. So that was uh, Ezra chapter five. Sure as fuck was. And today, even though we're still sick a little bit, we are doing Ezra chapter six. That's right. Let's get into this. Okie dokie. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, Ezra chapter six. Okay. Just for the record, this will mark the end of the first half of this book. Which sounds odd because it's only Chen 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 Chen, chen chapters. Chen chapters, huh? Chim chimini, Chen chimini, Chen Chen <laughs> chapters. Yeah, it's ten chapters. So you would think one through five, and then six through ten. But the the first um, six chapters deal with one thing, and then no, oh, and then there's a separate subject. And in then the last seven season. through okay. ten is something else. Got so, it. Got it. So we're about to finish the first half. Got it. Of the book. It's the first portion well, of the book. Well, the book is split into two halves, not two even halves necessarily. Oh, okay. all right, all right. So Got we it. have finished the first even half already, but now we're actually finishing the first half. Got it. As sectioned off. Okay. Okay. Yep. So, as our chapter six, King Darius then issued an order, and they searched in the archives, stirred, stirred, stored. Stored. What the fuck? I'm sick. I'm not doing good. My words <laughs> can't come out right. Shut your face. Stored in the treasury at Babylon. Remember, Dor. Do- Jesus Christ. Darius is kind of on their side. So is Dar- he? Yeah, Darius is like, we're gonna find those records. I'm gonna okay. show you. Because right. yeah, they're they're gonna start rebuilding. They're gonna pick up where they left off. Okay. Okay. Right. A scroll was found in the citadel of Ecbatana. In the province of Medea, Media, Medea. Let's go with Medea. Medea, yeah, like the Tyler Perry movies. Sure. Okay, and this was written on it. Memorandum. Memorandum. (laughs) Memorandum. In the first year of King Cyrus, the king issued a decree concerning the temple of God in Jerusalem. Colon. Let the temple be rebuilt as a place to present sacrifices. And let its foundations be laid. It is to be 60 cubits high and 60 cubits oh, wide. <laughs> Here we go. With three courses of large stones and one of timbers. They were like, 
we didn't need all the fucking details. We just wanted to right. know, just, did he it, or didn't he supposed to say. build it? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. We're, we're good. The costs are to be paid oh by God. the royal treasury. Also, the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon, are to be returned to their places in the temple of Jerusalem. We already knew all this. I, well, I we mean, know they, it. Right, yeah, right yeah. but... They're reading what, what right, they're Cyrus the wrote. Now, here's the document. Yep, yep. And Darius is like, see? It's true. They are to be deposited in the house of God. Now then, Tatanai, governor of Trans-Euphrates, and Shethar Bozani, and you other officials of that province, you stay away from there, guys. Do not interfere with the work on this temple of God. Yeah. Let the governor of the Jews and the Jewish elders rebuild this fucking house of God on its site. Yeah, I they, they got it. They got yeah, it, man. Yeah. Moreover, I hereby decree what you are to do for these elders of the Jews in the construction of this house of God. Oh. Colon. Okay. Their expenses are to be fully paid out of the royal fucking treasury. Oh, damn. From the revenues of trans-Euphrates. What? So that the work will not fucking stop. Wow. Okay. So they, it's kind of bad that they, these, yeah. these Karens interrupted. They're like, mm-hmm. now they're like, oh shit, now we got to pay these fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. You should have just keep your mouth kept shut. Your mouth time, shut. And maybe they would have just built it. And, right. And now they're going to build it and get money too. Yeah. Whatever is needed, the document continues. Mm, whatever. Young I, bulls. I, I, might, I might take advantage of that. Mm, you know, I would. I, well, we need. Let's we, see. We weren't the ones that went and got all Karen on you. So, yeah. <laughs> Young bulls, rams, male lambs for burnt offerings to the God of heaven, and wheat, salt, wine, and olive oil, as requested by the priests in Jerusalem, must be given them daily. Wow. Without fail. Wow. So that they may offer sacrifices pleasing to the God of heaven and pray for the well-being of the king and his sons. Man, they got a bankroll, this God. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Furthermore. There's more. Furthermore. Further fucking more. I decree that if anyone defies this edict, a beam is to be pulled from their fucking house and they are to be impaled on it. Jesus Christ. So y'all sure you want to fucking ask questions? Well, I mean, you know, Cyrus isn't in charge anymore. Technically, the king could probably be like, you know what? There's a fire over there and just burn that. Right. But Mm -hmm. Darius wasn't the one arguing it, though. Right, right. So Darius is pulling this out and he's like, Actually, guys, (laughs) and for this crime, their house is to be made a fucking pile of rubble. Man. So again, I ask, are you sure you want to ask questions? I mean, it sounds like you don't. Yeah. May God, who has caused his name to dwell there, overthrow any king or people who lifts a hand to change this decree or to destroy this temple in Jerusalem. Man. I, Darius, have decreed it. See? Oh, Darius decreed it. Darius okay. is now like, boom, bitches. Right. Let it be carried out with diligence. See? Okay. Darius found the papers and added his two cents yeah, to it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. Then, because of the decree King Darius had sent, Tatanai, governor of Trans-Euphrates, and Shathar Bozani and their associates carried it out with diligence. Hmm. So the elders of the Jews continue to build and prosper under the preaching of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah, a descendant of Iddo. They finished building the temple according to the command of the God of Israel and the decrees of Cyrus, not Cyrus, Cyrus, 
Darius and Art. Okay, hold on. No, Artaxerxes. Artaxerxes, got it. Kings of Persia. Remember, there was Circes, and this is Artaxerxes. Right. Yeah. The temple was completed on the third day of the month of Adar in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Then the people of Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the exiles. Did they all gather there? They celebrated the dedication of the house of God with joy. Oh. I bet they did. I bet they did. I mean, they had free shit. Yeah. like They had all the food and wine and whatever they could handle. I'd be celebrating too. Right. For the dedication of this house of God, they offered a hundred bulls, two hundred rams, four hundred male lambs, and as a sin offering for all Israel, twelve male goats, one for each of the tribes of Israel. And they installed the priests in their divisions and the Levites in their groups for the service of God at Jerusalem, according to what is written in the book of Moses. Wow. On the 14th day of the first month, the exiles celebrated the Passover. Mm. Damn, this was a big day for them. It was. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, I can see the excitement. Right. The priests and Levites had purified themselves and were all ceremonially clean. Well, that's good. The Levites slaughtered the Passover lamb. That word slaughtered always bothers me. Yeah. Even in a quote unquote godly sense. Right. And they just kind of like chuck it out there. Yeah. They slaughtered the fuck out of the Passover lamb for all the exiles for their relatives, the priests, and for themselves. So the Israelites who had returned from the exile ate it, together with all who had separated themselves from the unclean practices of their Gentile neighbors in order to seek the Lord, the God of Israel. For seven days they celebrated with joy the festival of unleavened bread, Mm. because the Lord had filled them with joy by changing the attitude of the king of Assyria so that he assisted them in the work on the house of God, the God of Israel, the end. I thought it was more the decree that the previous guy, yeah. I mean, yeah. it didn't I, sound I like the king was all that against it, really. He yeah. just was like, eh. Well, no, the king of Assyria assisted, oh, oh, not oh, oh. the Persian king. Okay. The Persian king, Darius, was like, Got it. are you sure you want to ask questions? Because right. I found the documents, motherfucker. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, Sorry. and then... The king of Assyria was like, oh, oh shit. Uh, um, here's okay. some fucking lambs or whatever. Sorry, my bad, my bad, my right, bad. Right, right. I don't need no beams pulled out of my house. And stuck through me. Yeah. yeah. No impaling here. <laughs> All right. Well, that was, uh, they got the temple built. They got it built. Yeah. And they celebrated Passover and whatever. Right, right. Good yeah. times are back in their, their places. Yeah, so. and my voice is going out. So I noticed. We finished this just in time. So that was Ezra chapter 6. Sure as fuck and was. assuming wife still has a voice, we'll be back <laughs> tomorrow with... Ezra chapter 7. <laughs> we'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband! Wife! Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, yeah. Darius looked up the receipts and he was like, yep, you guys get a temple. And, and they built we're going to help you pay for it, too. And they built it. Yeah, and they built it. And then the people and were so fucking happy. Yeah, they, they partied. With but, free shit. They got free shit to party. I know. But then they were like, the Lord changed the attitude of King of Assyria. And I'm like, no, the receipts and <laughs> and Darius right. changed the king of Assyria's yeah, that wasn't attitude. The Lord. Right. That, that was not the Lord. Right. Yeah, so that was Ezra chapter 6. Sure as fuck was. And today we're going to be reading... Ezra chapter 7. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie.
Okay, Ezra, chapter seven. Okay. After these things. These. These things. These things. The partying one. Yes. The yeah, building and the partying. Yeah. Got it. During the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia. Okay. Um, so this is going back in time a little bit. Is it? Yeah. Um, I've read about this. Um, this book is kind of out of order. Like, chapters one through six were like, we got out, and we got to build our thing, and then they made us stop, and then they let us build our thing again. Got okay? it. Okay. And now this is going back a little bit in time. Before Darius? Yeah. Got it. Because, okay. remember, there was um, Xerxes, yeah. and then Art. Or Tassurces, or the Circes. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So anyway, during his, the king of Persia reign, uh-huh. Ezra, son of Sariah, the son of Azariah, Azariah, sorry, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Shalom, the son of Zadok, the son of Aetub, the son of Amariah, the son of Azariah, Fuck. the son of Mirayoth, the son of Zerahiah, the son of Uzi, the son of Bukai, the son of Abishua, the son of Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the chief priest. I got like my dad and like my grandpa, and I can maybe come up with my great grandpa's name. Yeah, that's that's as much as I got. Yeah, if These I people go back way too fucking far. If I ask my parents, I can come up with my great grandparents right and yeah. then after that i'd have to go to ancestry.com right yeah these fuckers are just like rattle it off They're yeah like, I, don't, I don't know it goes this 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 all the way this, back this, to this, aaron this, this and this all the way back to aaron like you fuckers remember way too much shit for that this I mean, ezra this ezra came up from babylon is what it says okay okay all right he was a teacher well versed in the law of moses which the lord the god of israel had given Okay. The king had granted him everything he asked. Everything. Damn. Everything. Wow. Well, I mean, he might not have asked for much. I guess not. He, it's true. He might have asked for a scarf and some mittens, and right. that's it. Yeah. But he got them. He everything skipped, he asked. He skipped out on the Lamborghini. He. I don't know. I'm just saying to say that he got everything he asked isn't impressive unless I know right what, he what asked all for. he asked for. Sure. Yeah. So. Whatever he asked for, he got it. Okay. okay. Yep. The king had granted him everything he asked, for the hand of the Lord his God was on him. Got it. Some of the Israelites, including priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, and temple servants, mm-hmm. also came up to Jerusalem in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes. Okay. Ezra arrived in Jerusalem in the fifth month of the seventh year of the king. He had begun his journey from Babylon on the first day of the first month, so like April or thereabouts. Got it. And he arrived in Jerusalem on the first day of the fifth month. So it took him five months. To get there. To get there. Yeah. For the gracious hand of his God was on him. I mean. That's why. Really, if the gracious hand of God was on him, it wouldn't have taken him five months to get there. You because... wouldn't think so, because like, the, the, we've seen walking times in that area, mm-hmm. and it would not have taken that long to walk. No. Not like only we were that, giving Moses shit over 40 years, and granted, this is only five months, but still. Still, yeah. Like, we know for a fact that all you got to do is go in the future and get a car. Right, yeah, know? or a plane. Why didn't Duh. God get that stuff for him? Right. If, if the hand of God was really on him, he would have had a horse. Yeah, teleportation. Yeah. Shit. Come on, man. For Ezra had devoted himself to the study and observance, observance of the law of the Lord and to teaching its decrees and laws in Israel. Okay. So, I guess he was an okay dude, this Ezra. I mean, he's... According to God. Sure. According to the Bible, according right. to God. Yes. 
This is a copy of the letter King Artaxerxes had given to Ezra the priest, a teacher of the law, a man learned in matters concerning the commands and decrees of the Lord for Israel. Man, this, this is I see why they think it was written by him, because mm -hmm. he's like, I am really good at this shit. I am the goodest of the good, and I right? I know how to good. Yeah. Artaxerxes, king of kings, to Ezra the priest, teacher of the law of the God of heaven. Greetings. Man, I, why don't we do titles like that anymore? I know, right? We really should come up with titles for people that we talk to, because it's just so much cooler. Husband, spouse of wife, father <laughs> of child. Worker of corporate America, mm -hmm. speaker of podcast. Yeah. What's up? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they say greetings, though. Um, do you know what Charlotte the Spider said to Wilbur in um, Charlotte's Web? I mean, I no. What? She said greetings and salutations. That's right. That's right. And that is one of my favorite things to say ever. Yeah. And I was always excited that I knew the word salutations. And now as an adult, <laughs> I realize, whatever, that's no big word. Right, right. Greetings and salutations. That's not a that's not a mouthful fifth but grade. But it's okay. Me. It's okay to think that when you're younger. I, when yeah. I was in fifth grade, I was very impressed that I knew greetings and salutations. Right, yeah, that's something to be proud of. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Now I decree that any of the Israelites in my kingdom, including priests and Levites, who volunteer to go to Jerusalem with you, may go. You are sent by the king and his seven advisors to inquire about Judah and Jerusalem with regard to the law of your God, which is in your hand. Mm. Moreover, you are to take with you the silver and gold, silver and gold. What exactly is he inquiring about if God is in his hand? Wouldn't he already know? I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm just I want to read the rest of the letter and sure. find out. Okay. Um, take with you the silver and gold that the king and his advisors have freely given to the God of Israel, whose dwelling is in Jerusalem, together with all the silver and gold you may obtain from the province of Babylon, as well as the free will offerings of the people and priests for the temple of their God in Jerusalem. But they hadn't rebuilt the temple at this point. No. He's saying, take this silver and gold and go find out if the land is free and what's going on over there. Got it. And... You know, what it's going to take to get this shit rebuilt. Okay. Here you mm. go. Fly and be free, my friend. Okay. That's mm. what's happening. Got it. With this money, be sure to buy bulls, rams, and male lambs, together with their grain offerings and drink offerings, and sacrifice them on the altar of the temple of your God in Jerusalem. You and your fellow Israelites may then do whatever seems best with the rest of the silver and gold in accordance with the will of your God. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah. Deliver to the God of Jerusalem... All the articles entrusted to you for worship in the temple of your God. So he's like, here's all your stuff in yeah. addition to the silver and gold. Right, right. right. Okay. I, just, I like that they're delivering it to God. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, they're taking it to God, not yeah. a spot in the like, desert. Hey, not a piece I got a package land. for God here. Anybody, Anybody heard of God? God. Where, Where the fuck's God at? Does he live in this? I got, I got, I got to get done here. I got, I got to get home here. Where the fuck is God? <laughs> it took me five months to get here. I'm not trying to take five <laughs> months to get back. And anything else needed for the temple of your God that you are responsible to supply, you may provide from the royal treasury. Mm. I'm giving you Damn. carte blanche. Yeah. Is that is that how you say that? Carte I, blanche. Sure. Sounds free good. reign. Yeah. Whatevs. Now I, King Artaxerxes, decree. That all the treasurers of Trans Euphrates, 
the insurance company, (laughs) are to provide with diligence whatever Ezra the priest, the teacher of the law of the God of heaven, may ask of you. Mm. Up to a hundred talents of silver. Oh, remember a talent was like... That was like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And he's saying a hundred of them. Right. A hundred cores of wheat. I don't know what a core is, Nor do I, but it must be probably a lot. A lot. A lot. Like a a hand... Like, maybe a core is like a handful? Like, I don't know. I would think more than that, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking... I'm thinking like a bushel. Like Oh, a a bushel? Thing. You think a core is a bushel? Probably. Okay. A hundred baths of wine. Baths? Like, I'm just imagining that a bath of wine is like It's more than a bottle. Right, yeah. Now, are we talking about the, um, like, the bath that's known as the sea? Probably or... not. Probably not. And are we talking about like a bath, like a tub that you sit in? Or are we talking about like a bath, like that you dip your cloth in and, you know, you do your cat right, bath. Right. Like, like you, you do your wipe down bath. Yeah, I wonder what a bath is. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. A hundred baths of olive oil and salt without limit. Wow. That. Might, I mean, just salt. Wow. Salt for di- galore. Yeah. Salt for days. Yeah. Yeah. All the salt. Yeah. That is quite the heart attack and cholesterol level Well, thing. but it was how they preserved their food back then. I so. know. Yeah. I was trying to be funny. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I can always count on you with the actually. Well. Whatever know. the God of heaven has prescribed, let it be done with diligence for the temple of the God of heaven. Why should his wrath fall on the realm of the king and his of his sons? You are also to know that you have no authority to impose taxes, tribute, or duty on any of those motherfucking priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, temple servants, or other workers at this house of God. But anybody else, you got mm-hmm. totally, you could do it. Oh, yeah. Just not them. Not those guys. Yeah. And you, Ezra, in accordance with the wisdom of your God, which you possess, appoint magistrates and judges to administer justice to all the people of Trans-Euphrates, all who know the laws of your God. And you are to teach any who do not know them. Whoever does not obey the law of your God and the law of the king must surely be punished by death. Wow. Banishment. Mm. Confiscation of property. Okay. Or imprisonment. I see. One of those. Right. Which would you do? Which would I do? Yeah. I mean. You get, like, somebody comes up and they're like, fuck that God. And you get to pick do they? Do you make them die? Do you banish them? Do you confiscate their property, or do you imprison them? What are you gonna do? I mean, imprison them. I think you could get it. You're like, yeah, go sit in jail for a day, day, man. For a day. Yeah. Don't say how long. Are you gonna confiscate their goods? If I got a choice, I'll just imprison them for a day. If that's if if I just yeah. gotta choose one of those things, I'll just be like, yeah, sit in jail for a day. For just for a day. Yeah. And then when they get out, and they're like, no, still fuck that God. Then I'll present them for another day. I'll be like, dude, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> you sound like Obama. Come on, man. <laughs> Praise be to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who has put it into the king's heart to bring honor to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in this way, and who has extended his good favor to me before the king and his advisors and all the king's powerful officials. Because... The hand of the Lord my God was on me. I took courage and gathered leaders from Israel to go up with me. So see, he suddenly changed to first person there. Got it, yeah. This is now Ezra's like me. I'm the guy he's talking about in this story. Yeah, I see why. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. And that's, oh, the end. Oh, the end. The end of that chapter. chapter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Ezra is going to go spread God's word and shit. Which we already know from. And salt with them. Which we already know from the previous chapter was a success. Spoilers. Yay. I guess. (laughs) Right. All right. So that was Ezra chapter seven. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we will be back with. Ezra chapter eight. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what just happened five minutes ago yesterday? Yes. Um, <laughs> Ezra is the original Salt Bay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I missed an opportunity. Oh, my <laughs> God. I wish I would have said that. Oh, I hate myself for missing that. Sorry. I, I got it covered. Oh, I got, Salt I got it. Bay. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, Damn it. That was so good. And the fact that, like, I had to explain to you who Salt Bay was <sighs> makes me even more mad that you're the one that came up with that. Mm, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, Ezra, Salt Bay, go. That that was that was all I got. Well, you, and, go ahead, you go ahead and take it from there. And then that Artaxerxes guy, King yeah. of Persia, yeah, wrote a letter and right. was like, you demand go. And gave him silver and gold. Right. And they went and built all their shit. Yeah. And then Ezra's like, I'm a first person this shit now. Right, yeah. So that was that yeah. was basically it. So that was Ezra chapter seven. Sure as fuck was Salt Bay, oh, and uh, today we're gonna be getting into uh, Ezra chapter eight. All right. I I'm sorry I missed that because I was just so fucking annoyed with myself. <laughs> All right, let's go do this. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Ezra chapter 8. Okay. Continuing on. These. These. Are the head. Or no, not the head. The family heads. <laughs> this is the head. Okay. My head. Hmm. These are the family heads and those registered with them who came up with me, Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. From Babylon during the reign of King Artaxerxes. Yeah, definitely lends to he wrote this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I'm telling the story now, <laughs> right, bitches. Right, It's like It's like somebody else started and he just picked up the story and was like, no, I'm going to tell it. Right. I'm going to tell it now. Or he originally wrote this bit and somebody else added the other bit in the beginning. By the boy, once right. upon a time. Which is very likely. Yeah, actually. that's true. So. That's true. Okay, so he's telling this list of guys. Ready? Sure. Of the descendants of Phineas, Gershom. Of the descendants of Ithamar, Daniel. Of the descendants of David, Hattush. Of the descendants of Shechaniah. What? 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 Are you... No, Everything hold on. okay here? No, no, hold on. Oh, see, there's a uh, semicolon missing. Not my oh, fault. Not okay. my fault. Okay, so of the descendants of David, Hattush. And there should be a semicolon. Got it. Okay. okay. Of the descendants of Shechaniah, and there's nobody. Of the descendants of Parash, Zechariah, and with him were registered 150 men. Okay. Of the descendants of Pehoth Moab, Elihoish. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Elihonai, son of Zerahiah, and with him 200 men. Mm-hmm. Of the descendants of Zatu, Shechaniah, son of Jezael, and with him 300 men. Of the descendants of Aden, Abed, son of Jonathan, and with him 50 men. Of the descendants of Elam, 
Jeshiah, son of Athalia, and with him 70 men. Okay. Of the descendants of Sheftiah, Zebediah, son of Michael, and with him 80 men. I mean, we got to get our list of people in every <sighs> fucking book of the Bible, right? Yeah, there's got to be a list. Of the descendants of Joab, Obadiah, son of Jehiel, and with him 218 men. Mm. Of the descendants of Bani, Shilomith, son of Josephiah, and with him 160 men. Of the descendants of Bibai, Zechariah, son of Bibai, and with him 28 men. Okay. Of the descendants of Asgad, n- not to Asgad. be confused with Asgard. Right, right. Johanan, son of Hecatan, and with him 110 men. Of This is boring. I'm so sorry. It really is. Yeah, really apologies, is. y'all. But yeah, maybe it'll pick up. Remember, remember, we're I'm just reading up. the Bible, getting through. Right, okay? right. We're doing this. Of the descendants of Adonakam, the last ones. The I, last I, ones? I don't know what that means. Who are the first ones? Whose names were Eliphalet. Uh, Eli- Elephant? Yeah, Eliphalet. Jeuel and Shemaiah. And with them, 60 men of the descendants of Bigvi, Uthai, and Zakir. And with them, 70 men. Okay. I, Ezra, yeah. assembled them at the canal that flows towards Ahava. I mean, the canal's as good a place as any. You know, the canal. Yeah. At the, the one that right. flows toward Ahava. Yeah. And we camped there three days. When I checked among the people and the priests, I found no Levites there. What? Oh, shit. No Levites. What the hell? the fuck? You better start over. Yeah, go get some Levites, man. So I summoned Eleazar, Ariel, Shemaiah, Elnathan, Jerib, Elnathan again, Nathan, Zechariah, and Meshulam, who were leaders, and Joarib and Elnathan, who were men of learning. And I ordered them to go to Ido. Yeah. Get your asses to Ido. The leader of Kesaphiah. Okay. I told them what to say to Ido and his fellow Levites, the temple servants in Kesaphiah, so that they might bring attendance to us for the house of God. Yeah, because you can't do anything without the Levites. Right, right. So this was almost... A a, bust. Yeah, it was almost like a non-starter. Right. Because the gracious hand of our God was on us... They brought us Sherebiah, a capable man. Not very capable, but capable. Capable. Yeah. From the descendants of Mali, son of Levi, the son of Israel, and Sherebiah's sons and brothers, 18 in all. Okay. And Hashabiah, together with... Good old Hashabiah. I know, right? With Jeshiah from the descendants of Merari, and his brothers and nephews, 20 in all. Mm, okay. They... Also brought 220 of the temple servants, a body that David and the officials had established to assist the Levites. Mm. All were registered by name. Registered. Registered. They, they, got, those little, they got their little documents that they, uh, they're officially registered. They have their cards. They got yeah. their ID cards. Yeah. yeah. There, by the Ahava Canal, I proclaimed a fast. I proclaim that we will now fast. Go. Mostly because we're out of food. Right. So that we might <laughs> humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road because we had told the king 
the gracious hand of God is on everyone who looks to him. I mean, I was going to say, you know, God should protect you. But his great anger is against all who forsake him. End quote. Which right. wouldn't be you guys, yeah. according to you guys. Yeah, so he's like, so I good. wanted to ask for some guards, but I thought that probably wouldn't look good. And so I did not. Okay. So we fasted and positioned our God about this. And he answered our prayer. Oh, okay. Then. What did he answer it with? I skipped that part. Oh. I, Levi. No, I. What's his name? I'm not Levi. Ezra. Ezra. I, Ezra, skipped that part. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it seems like an important bit. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I'm moving on. Are you with me? Sure. Okay. I guess. Then I, Ezra, set apart 12 of the leading priests, namely Sherebiah, Heshabiah, and 10 of their brothers. And I weighed out to them the offering of silver and gold and the articles that the king, his advisors, his officials, and all Israel present there had donated for the house of our God. I weighed out to them 650 talents of silver, silver articles weighing 100 talents, 100 talents of gold, 20 bowls of gold valued at 1,000 derricks. This is, this is on their journey, right? Uh-huh. What, are they just going to leave some fucking gold sitting in the goddamn desert? And two fine articles of polished bronze as precious as gold. And I said to them, you, as well as these articles, are consecrated to the Lord. Okay. The silver and gold are a free will offering to the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Guard them carefully until you weigh them out in the chambers of the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. Oh, that's a that's a slick way of saying it. Okay, you guys need to carry this shit for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Before the leading priests and the Levites and the family heads of Israel. Okay. okay. So that's what I told those guys. Yeah. Then the priests and Levites received the silver and gold. Silver and gold and sacred articles that had been weighed out to be taken to the house of our God in Jerusalem. So he's like, I can't ask for guards, so we're just going to be guards ourselves. Sure. I'm going to give each of you guys stuff to carry, and you are in charge of it. Right. And if something happens... You all run in different directions. Yeah. You're a, <laughs> you're a bad guard if, if something happens. Right. Yeah. On the 12th day of the first month... Not of Christmas. Not of Christmas. Okay. We set out from the Ahava Canal to go to Jerusalem. The hand of our God was on us, and he protected us from enemies and bandits along the way. Yay. That's great. So we arrived in Jerusalem, where we rested three days. On the fourth day, in the house of our God, we weighed out the silver and gold and the sacred articles. Wait, 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 wait. They just, like, arrived all of a sudden. And I could have sworn that in the last chapter, it took them, like, five months to get there. Yeah. They just made it sound like it was nothing. Yeah, they, five months later... Okay. We arrived, okay. and we rested for three days. What? What? It's just, I mean, five months seems like there'd be a story there. No, nope. no story for you, sir. Okay. None. All this right. is, I am Ezra, and this is my story, sir. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Stop asking questions. Sure, no. There will there will be no questioning of my story, Oh, there sir. will, because this is my podcast. Our, <laughs> our podcast. On the fourth day in the house of our God, we weighed out the silver and gold and weighed the sacred articles into the hands of... Merimoth, son of Uriah, the priest. Eleazar, son of Phinehas, was with him. And so were the Levites, the Josabad, son of Jeshua, and Noadish, son of Benui. 
Everything was accounted for by number and weight, and the entire weight was recorded at that time. Don't ask what it was. I'm not telling. Right. Then the exiles who had returned from captivity sacrificed burnt offerings to the God of Israel, 12 bulls for all Israel, 96 rams, 77 male lambs, and as a sin offering, 12 male goats. Okay. But not a scapegoat. I'll have you know. Right, right. All this was a burnt offering to the Lord. They also delivered the king's orders to the royal satraps, satraps, satraps. Yeah, I don't know. And to the governors of Trans Euphrates. Mm. Who this then, is a much more like officially official thing that is going on. Yeah. You know, like there's yeah. like all these little kingdoms and things mm-hmm. happening. It's mm-hmm. completely different from the old. Yeah. Older books. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who then gave assistance to the people and to the house of God, the end. Ah, okay. All right. So they made their five-month journey in like a sentence. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they, they, got they brought there. the gold and they, they got there. They arrived. Yep. They did that thing. Yep. And there was people. They Lots of people. They got the people. They went there and they arrived and they measured gold. And they almost forgot the Levites but didn't. Yep. Okay. So that was pretty much that. That was uh, Ezra chapter 8. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we're going to be back with... Ezra chapter 9. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, Ezra started talking in the first person. He sure as fuck did. And then he decided he wanted guards, but he's not going to ask for them. Because that would be too untrusty of Godish. Right. But then it was okay because they made it. The five-month trip in like a day. Or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. That was the gist of it anyway. Yeah, and then they got there and they partayed. Yeah, they burnt shit. Yeah. Yay. It wasn't a barley party, but it might as well have been. Sure, yeah. All right, so that was Ezra chapter 8. Sure as fuck was. And today we're getting into... Ezra chapter 9. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Ezra chapter 9. Okay. After these things. These things. Have been done. Yep, those things. Whatever. The ones where they burnt shit and stuff and partied or whatever. Yeah. Those those things. things. Yeah. The leaders came to me, Ezra, and said. Now we're back in third person? No, they came to me. Oh, me. I thought you said meat. I'm sorry. They came to me. Yeah. Ezra. No, I got it now. You thought yeah, I, I missed. Yeah, I misunderstood. They came to meet Ezra? Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Oh, okay, no. No, they came to me, and then I added who me is. Got it. Is Ezra. Okay. And they said, the people of Israel, including the priests and the Levites, have not kept themselves separate from the neighboring peoples with their detestable practices. Like, those are the Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Jebusites, Ammonites, Moabites, they just moved Egyptians back into town. And Amorites. They just moved back into town. Yeah. Like those guys were holding down the, the fort while they were gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but if you move back in, I'll be like, yeah, but I was living here, so fuck off. Right. You can have that lot. This is mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, those guys, they've taken some of their daughters as wives oh. for themselves and their sons. Damn. And they have mingled the holy race with the peoples around them. Not mingling. Not Jesus mingling. Jesus Christ, not mingling. I mean, everybody knows that you're supposed to keep them segregated. You can't break. <laughs> like, you, everybody gets their own water fountain and bathroom and yeah. swimming pool, didn't God you know? God forbid they mingle. No mingling. Oh, this is gross. Yeah. And the leaders and officials have led the way. In this unfaithfulness. Oh. Like, there's three people living here, and they mingled. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, isn't it? Wouldn't you think it maybe maybe it's better than marrying your cousin? Well, they probably married their cousin who was also an. Or Egyptian. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> mingling, mingling with your cousin. Mingling, yeah, mingling. Yeah. That that is the key, the the code word now. Mingling. Yeah, they had they lots mingled. of sex and babies. <laughs> they mingled. <laughs> yeah, it it's just it's so gross and stupid. Yeah, like. Who cares? Right. Who cares? Right. When I heard this, I tore my tunic and cloak, oh. pulled hair from my head and Jeez. beard, yeah. and sat down appalled. It's, it's, I mean, mingling is appalling. He cried. I mean, I'd cry, they I guess. They swam in if, the same pool. He cried. Yeah. What I hate it when do? I hate it when people mingle. Ugh. Fucking minglers. Then everyone who... <laughs> <laughs> mingling. <laughs> <laughs> then everyone who trembled at the words of the God of Israel gathered around me because of this unfaithfulness of the exiles. And I sat there appalled until the evening sacrifice. Mm, he was appalled until the evening sacrifice. But then there was food. So he cried he's all day. But yeah, but then. He, he cried all day. Over mingling. Over mingling. Motherfuckers. I'm, I just, I can't. <laughs> I just, I can't. I've lived in so many different places that the idea of segregation and keeping to yourself is just. There's so, so few of them weird though. to me. There's so few of them. And they, they're worried about them mingling with other people. And I'm like, yeah, it, it's either that or you marry your family. And which you I guess out. you guys think is okay. but I mean, those two girls did hop on pop. Right, right. Then at the evening sacrifice, I rose from my self-abasement with my tunic and cloak torn. And I fell on my knees with my hands spread out to the Lord my God. And Get I over prayed. yourself, Ezra. Right? Jesus. I am too ashamed and disgraced, my God, to lift up my face to you because our sins are higher than our heads and <laughs> our guilt has reached to the heavens. This is so fucking dramatic. It is. It's really, really I bad. can't believe that my white daughter fucked a black man. <laughs> Holy shitballs. Guess who's coming to dinner? What? No, not mingling. We've sinned. Yeah. I can't with it's, this. Yeah, it's not cool. From the days of our ancestors until now, our guilt has been great. Because of our sins, we and our kings and our priests have been subjected to the sword and captivity. There's all that mingling. To pillage and humiliation at the hand of foreign kings as it is today. Yeah. He's more upset about desegregation than he is over slavery or rape. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, God so far has more or less at some points condoned some of those things, so... But that's why I'm appalled. That's well, yeah. why I'm on my knees crying. Because mingling. Yeah. Well, he's crying because mingling. I'm crying because of rape and slavery. Right. I think I definitely have the moral high ground here. Right. But now, for a brief moment, the Lord our God has been gracious in leaving us a remnant and giving us a firm place in his sanctuary. Mm. And so our God gives light to our eyes and a little relief in our bondage. Okay. Though we are slaves, our God has not forsaken us in our bondage. Are you really slaves, though? Are you? I mean, they got their land back. They got their gold back. They're building their temple. Like, they've been given as much money as it takes to rebuild their temple. Right. And I mean, all the animals they could ever ask for, for sacrifices. I suppose they don't get to pick their king. So? Sort of, maybe. They pick their leader, though. Right. I well, just... they sent, no, um, Darius sent Ezra because he was the godly one or whatever. So right. Darius kind of installed Ezra. Okay, but um I'm just saying, I just, like I don't know. I, I but it's still bullshit. 
you guys are more or less on your own over yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You might have to pay some dudes some dues or something, but whatever. Right? I just, I can't with yeah. this. He has shown us kindness, God has, in the sight of the new kings of Persia. He has granted us new life to rebuild the house of our God and repair its ruins. And he has given us a wall of protection in Judah and Jerusalem. But now, our God, what can we say after this? For we have forsaken the commands you gave through your servants, the prophets, when you said, The land, no mingling, (laughs) the land you are entering to possess is a land polluted by the corruption of its peoples. Oh, polluted. Polluted. Jeez. Yeah. That's. There's already people living there and they are trash. I'm here to tell you. Yeah. I'm God and I declare those people trash. Yeah. They're unworthy trash. Man. Get them. By the detestable practices, they have filled it with their impurity from one end to the other. I mean, okay, um, definitely child sacrifice is is gross. And sure. definitely um, lots of incestuous practices and rape and all that. That is definitely all gross. Right. But, like, kill them and take their land? Well, they haven't got to the kill them bit yet. They just don't want them to mingle. No, 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 no. When God sent them there, God said, wipe them all out. No. Originally, when God sent those people to Canaan, he said, wipe them all out. Originally. Yes, that's what they're referring to right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think they have the ability to wipe them all out. Oh, no, 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 no. But that's not what this is about. Right. He's saying, oh, my gosh, God, you sent us here to kill all these people that were trash and we didn't do it. And now we're mingling with them generations later. Oh, got it. Got it. Therefore, do not give your daughters in marriage to their sons or take their daughters for your sons. Do not seek a treaty of friendship with them at any time. Oh, that'd be horrible. Yeah, I hate not to a be, treaty of friendship. Jeez. Yeah, I hate to be friends with people right? that are different from me. Ugh. That you may be strong and eat the good things of the land and leave it to your children as an everlasting inheritance. Mm. Yeah, okay. fuck the trash people. <laughs> <laughs> What has happened to us is a result of our evil deeds and our great guilt. And yet, our God, you have punished us less than our sins deserved and have given us a remnant like this. Shall we then break your commands again and intermarry with the peoples who commit such detestable practices? I say go for it. Go for it. (laughs) Mingle the fuck away. Right. Would you not be angry enough with us to destroy us, leaving us no remnant or survivor? Okay, I'm over the word remnant. Right. Yeah, he's like, pull this one out of his ass. Well. All right, Ezra. What's really funny is um, in some of my previous readings, like research. Yeah. That word comes up again and again. Got it. And particularly when we get to the New Testament, it's it's going to be like a word. Got and it. And so now we're seeing the beginning of this word. Well, and sometimes too, like, I mean, I don't know this to be the case, but there's a lot of like studies about word usage. And it's weird that it just like all of a sudden is like yeah. popping in. It could be that this is a misplaced section too. Could be that it's a, a scribe that wrote it later after Ezra. Mm-hmm. In the, like maybe Ezra didn't end this chapter really well. I don't you know, know. I'm just saying there's a lot of possibilities that based on what I know of the the history of writing the Bible, mm-hmm. there's a lot of room for interpretation as to who wrote it, when it was written, and, and how many people contributed to other it. Parts. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just know um, I had been waiting for the word remnant to make its appearance. Got and it. here we are. <laughs> and like there Came was. Came in with full force. There was one use of it. 
like a couple chapters ago maybe. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's the word remnant. And I meant to say something at the time and I didn't. But now we are in full remnant Apparently, mode. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lord, the God of Israel, you are righteous. We are left this day as a... Remnant. Remnant. Here we are before you in our guilt, though because of it, not one of us can stand in your presence. The end. Technically, none of them can stand in his presence because he's not allowed to show himself to them mm, according mm, to him. Right. Or somebody. Right. At some point. I mean, I think Moses saw his ass one time, but that was about <laughs> it. So. Well, he also saw him in a fire. Yeah. He was yeah. a fire. And then there was those times where they were just like, yeah, he's just standing in front of the fucking tabernacle or whatever. So but we can't look. <laughs> Something like that. And also, um, he was smoke. And he yeah. was a column. Right. He That's was right. a column. Or something. Also, he's a dream. He's a dream. He's a, an avenging angel. Sometimes he's just like a, a wandering spirit. Yeah. Sometimes things. he's a warrior angel. Sometimes he wrestles people in the desert. That was the um, the warrior angel oh, okay, one. Okay, okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. God's, God's got a lot of he, He's the many-faced ass. Right, yeah. <laughs> maybe he was the... You know what? Maybe he was uh, the ass. I maybe think he ass. had to have been the ass. I I, I'm going to say he was the ass. I also think he was the serpent. And, and you know, Balaam's ass. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was the serpent, yeah, yeah, too. Because he fucks around with people, you he know? He fucks around with them. He tests them. He comes in different forms and doesn't show his own form. And those... The ass and the serpent are the only two talking animals in the entire... No. Oh. Those are, period, the end. The only two talking animals in the Bible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. And Good to know. We're done with talking animals. Well, I said that at the time of the ass that he's Got it. the well, only I, other... How's my memory? It's shit. Yeah. Your yeah. memory is for shit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think God is all those different things. In... Sure. My, I mean, because it's the just as likely... Because up anyway. It's just as likely as anything else, right? Yeah. Might as well have some fun with it. Yeah. So anyway, that was Ezra chapter 9. It sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we will be back with... Ezra chapter 10. We'll see you guys then. Yep, bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? There was some commingling. And then Ezra was like, no, stop with commingling. Yeah. There shall be no commingling. He did this whole prayer of confession. I suck so much because I allowed our people to intermingle. Yeah. And mingling is bad and we got to keep them segregated. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, well that was Ezra chapter 9. Sure as fuck was. And today we're going to be getting into... Ezra chapter 10, the final book of the chapter. (laughs) The final chapter of the book. Is what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that. All right, let's get into this. Okie dokie. Ha ha, okay, Ezra chapter 10. And the reason I'm laughing, okay, you know how I stopped reading the headlines? Yes. I gotta read this headline. It okay. Just, it makes me laugh. It's so stupid. All right. Foreign wives and children put away. <laughs> what the fuck? What's that commingling shit, you know? You stored them in the closet, <laughs> you put them away, huh? Yeah, you can't have any commingling. You gotta put them foreign wives and children away. Did you put them in your cellar, in your them. attic? Let's store them. In the potato cellar? Yeah. Is yeah. that what they call it? I mean, I guess so. Or, wait, no, the wine cellar. Right. The potato, right. what is it? Where's that place where you put your potatoes? Your potato... I don't know. Potato basement? No. What is... What is it called? Fuck. It's the place where, you know, you put your your 
vegetables and stuff. Is it? Have you never heard of what I'm talking about? I'm I'm sure if you said it, I might know. But like, you're just like, okay, you're... hey, you know that thing where the vegetables, the thing that we don't ever have or know about, right? That are, I know. Or talk about, but you, are... you know that thing where it's what is it? Well, you're looking at me like I'm an idiot. No, I'm not looking at you like you're an idiot. I'm like, yes, you. Why are, are you still trying to figure it out? Because because you, it's you just, a word. obviously you don't know what it is. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember, but I'm trying to think of it because it's a word, and that's how I roll. And why are you acting like this is new to you? What do you I, mean acting like is like? I you? always can't remember words. Right, I know. So just ask our listeners, and like, let's move on. Oh, like so they, what can, you're they can just be is, like, "Hey, yeah, that was a duh. This is this is what it was." Oh, okay. Well, tell me what it is, guys. Where do you store your potatoes? Right. Yeah. Okay. Where, where do you store your potatoes? I mean, mine go on the counter. This they, is not a normal question that you would ask on a, on a Christian, you know, not Christian, but, you know, uh, Bible reading podcast, you know. We never ask Potato normal storage. questions. Potato storage. What? You just never know what you're going to get here. You never know what you're going to get, but stop acting like I'm asking something. You're just busting my chops. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm looking at you and you are laughing at me now. Oh, well, yeah. You're like, ha ha, I baited you and you took the bait. <laughs> ha ha. And you know what I say to that? You are a master baiter. Mm, ah! So original and clever. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So while Ezra was praying and confessing and weeping and throwing himself down before the house of God, man, a large crowd of Israelites and then Dash, you know, tells you what that crowd consists of. Oh, okay. Men, women, and children. Lar- uh, yeah, large, large crowd, crowds, people. But, but not foreigners or commingers, probably. Men and women and children could have included all. But they were Israelites. They I don't know. They, they gathered around him. Okay, they gathered. And they too wept bitterly. Oh, man. That's a sad, it's a sad uh, scene. Fucking crybabies. <laughs> then Shechaniah, son of Jehiel, one of the descendants of Elam, said to Ezra, We've been unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women from the peoples around us. <laughs> but in spite of this, there's still hope for Israel. Yeah, now we... let us make a covenant before our God to send away all these women and their Jesus children. Christ. In accordance with the counsel of my Lord and of those who fear the commands of our God. This is exciting. They're excited okay. about this plan. You're sending these poor women and children away. Yeah. To where? Yeah, wherever. Who You're cares? You're in the middle of the... Goddamn remember Bronze that, Age. Remember that time I or fucked whatever the that fuck girl? You are. Remember that time I fucked that girl Iron that age. was from Iron Age. It was from another <laughs> irony. Um, it was remember though, I fucked that one girl, right? And then we had kids and stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. real sorry about it now, so I'm gonna send them away. Yeah. And all okay? all will be forgiven and good. Yeah. They're gonna die out in the I desert. I don't care about that. But you know, yeah, whatever. No more co-mingling. So but, we're, but we're all But I'll set. be forgiven for my sin. Yeah, that's all that matters. You I always got to get right with me. Not, I don't give a fuck about that. I don't give a fuck about that. This is disgusting and I hate it. In it case really anybody yeah, doubted. Yeah, just in case. Just in case. This is first like time listeners, first. we like irony. There you go. Sarcasm. Mm-hmm. And um, this these guys are assholes. Mm. And this guy that's like, let's get rid of all the women that we married and fucked and had children with. Let's get rid of them. Yeah, then we'll be good. And just to be clear, any god that stood by this is also a dick. A piece of I, shit. I feel like I haven't called him a dick recently enough, so yeah, definitely a dick. If you think that your god is okay with this, not only are you a dick, but your god is one too. Right, yeah. Yeah. Let it be done according to the law. Rise up. This matter is in your hands. We will support you, so take courage and do it. Are you like me? Every time you hear the word rise up, you think of... Rise up. Yeah. 
What is that from? Alexander Hamilton. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rise up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why am I singing it? Where's it from? <laughs> yes. Alexander Hamilton. Like, all I got to hear is those two words. And I'm like, ooh, I want to listen to some Alexander ha- Hamilton. Okay, I have to tell you, like, I guess it apparently hasn't aged well, and now, like, people don't love it again. What? I, I know. We're going to have a conversation about all of these things that, like... I can't keep track of all these fads of what who I hates know. what and when. I know. Five minutes after it's good. Like, are you kidding me? Five minutes after it was good, I still hadn't seen it yet because I'm slow. And then we finally did see it, and then they were like, oh, we're over that, and it didn't <laughs> age well. And I'm like, what? I'm sorry, but it was good. Right. It was so good. Okay. I love Hamilton. Yeah. So, yeah. there. Right. Okay. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So, Ezra rose up. He rose. He rose up. And rose he put. Up. Rose up. And he put the leading priests and Levites and all Israel under oath to do what had been suggested. And they took that fucking oath. Mm. Okay. Okay. Then Ezra withdrew from before the house of God and went to the room of Jehohonan. Jehohonan? Jehohonan. <laughs> Jehohanan. I like better. Fuck you. Son of Eliashib. While he was there, he ate no food and drank no water because he continued to mourn over the unfaithfulness of the exile. Oh, not Jesus. I hate it when they get married and have babies. A proclamation was then issued throughout Judah and Jerusalem for all the exiles to assemble in Jerusalem. Anyone who have Failed to appear within three days would forfeit all his fucking property in accordance with the decision of the officials and elders and would himself be expelled from the assembly of the exiles. But what happens if you do show up? I thought they were exiled. So, like, aren't you losing your fucking property anyway? I have no idea what's about to happen. Okay. But he's saying, everybody show up. If you don't show up, you're out. Right. No, I get okay. that. I thought they were already out. I just... Within the three days, all the men of Judah and Benjamin had gathered in Jerusalem. And on the 20th day of the ninth month, all the people were sitting in the square before the house of God, greatly distressed by the occasion and because of the rain. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the rain definitely would, you know, I was make that a shittier day. In the rain. Although I heard that, you know, people that went to, uh, what was that? That, uh, shit. Why can't I think of the big festival where all the hippies went to? Um, Woodstock? Yeah, Woodstock. They had some rain out there. They, 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 like they had a good old time. Fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Um, I just remembered this one hit wonder song that you may not remember if you ever heard it in the first place. Mm. It went like this. I saw you and him walking in the rain. You were holding hands and now things will never be the same. Do you remember that song? Sometimes I feel like he grew up on a completely different planet than I did. Fuck off. Do I you just, know the I, song or not? No, I have no clue what you're singing. Okay, I don't know who's singing it. It was a one-hit wonder, but somebody out there knows what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm sure about. you're right. I'm sure okay, right. but you also had never heard yeah, We're giving of... our um, listeners a lot of homework in this episode. Well, yeah. You also <laughs> had never heard of um, Mercedes Boy by Pebbles. You were like, what the fuck's a Pebbles? Yeah. It went like this. Oh, Ready? my God. It was... Do you want to ride in a Mercedes, boy? Tell me what you gonna do. If you want to ride in my Mercedes, boy, there are so many things that I'm gonna do to you. (laughs) Yeah. She's gonna fuck that boy in her Mercedes is what. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh, I got Somebody it. else has heard that song and I'm they sure know what right. I'm talking I'm about. Sure you're right. Okay. Then <laughs> Ezra the priest stood up and he said to all those crybabies in the rain, You have been unfaithful, mm. you asshole. I thought they already covered that bit. Well, now he's telling them. Right. They all gather. He's got all of them now. Now he's got all of it's them. It's not just some of them, but all You of them. motherfuckers have been unfaithful. You have married foreign women, adding to Israel's guilt. Now, oh, so the women and children aren't there. No. It's the people that married them. That's that's who is saying yeah. lose, their, lose their rights. Yeah. Stuff. All okay. the men. Yeah. All right. Now, honor the Lord, the God of your ancestors, and do his will. Separate yourselves from the peoples around you and from your foreign wives. Jesus. This is horrific. It really is. The whole assembly responded with a loud voice. Apparently, they all, one, two, three, go, wrote this script and read it aloud. Uh You are right, they said in unison. We must do as you say. But there are many people here, and it is the rainy season, so we cannot stand outside. Besides, they said together, they're still saying, (laughs) this matter cannot be taken care of in a day or two because we have sinned greatly in this thing. They are still speaking in unison. So they unison. have so many foreign wives. Can't possibly we can't take sort it care all out of this in, in one day. Right. But they had time to come up with this thing that they They're are saying say in, in unison. unison. Right. Yeah. Let our officials, they continued, act for the whole assembly. Then let everyone in our towns who has married a foreign woman come at a set time, along with the elders and judges of each town. They're still saying in unison. Wow. Until the fierce anger of our God in this manner is turned away from us. That's pretty good. End quote. I mean, that's, that's a lot. I mean, they worked really hard on this, obviously. They must have stayed up like the whole night before. That's what I'm saying. Rehearsing this bit, you know. They they said all of that, but they didn't have time to just <laughs> be like, you're foreign, bye. Right. I want to divorce Not now. that that's a good idea. No. Fuck but. no. Only Jonathan, son of Asahel and Jehaz. Jeziah, sorry, son of Tikva, supported by Meshulam and Jebathai, the Levite, opposed this. Mm. So the exiles did as was proposed. Ezra the priest selected men who were family heads, one from each family division. Were you considered a family head? Oh, family heads of the tribes. uh Okay, uh all right. uh And all of them designated by name. On the first day of the 10th month, they sat down to investigate the cases. And by the first day of the first month, they finished dealing with all the men who had married foreign women. How dare you? Sounds like it didn't take them that long. No. But how dare you marry somebody foreign? Right. How dare you? This is disgusting and I hate it. This is xenophobia and racism and grotesquerie. And this is not the correct way to live with people. Right, Right. I hate it. Yeah. Among the descendants of the priests, the following had married foreign women. Oh, now we're going to call them out. Wow. Okay. From the descendants of Joshua, son of Jozadak and his brothers, Messiah, Eleazar, Jerib, and Gedaliah. And then parentheses voice. They all gave their hands in pledge to put away their wives, and for their guilt, they each presented a ram from the flock as a guilt offering. And I want to know what put away means. Like, what is the context here? It sounds like they probably killed him. I mean, I want to know. Yeah. Like, I think that should be something I don't, we look at. Yeah. I don't think that they just put him in a closet, and I don't think that they just right? put him out in the rain. Like, what, is, what does that mean? I bet they killed their fucking wives. Th- these gross men. I hate them so much. From the descendants of Emir, Hanani and Zebediah, 
from the descendants of Harim, Messiah, Elijah, Shemaiah, Jehiel, and Uzziah. Oh, here we go. From the descendants of Pashur, Elohonai, I'm sorry, <laughs> Messiah, Ishmael, Nathanael, Josabad, and Elisa. Among the Levites, mm. I know, I'm sorry, Josabad, Shemai, Kali, that is Kalida, Pethiah, Judah, and Eleazar. I mean, thank God we got all this stuff on public record from thousands of years ago. I know. It's really good to know who was a piece of shit right? that killed yeah. his foreign wife. It's very important shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From the musicians. Okay. Sorry. I, my brain froze for a minute. Because I wonder. All I, I could like, think what, was, what I know, I just, I froze. I froze. <laughs> Eliashib. Oh, that's it. Eliashib. Oh. He's so the only musician. Oh, musician, musicians were pretty good, I guess. I guess. Whatever. Whatever. From the gatekeepers, Shalom. Talem and Uri, and among the other Israelites from the descendants of Parash, come Ramiah, Isaiah, Melchizedek, Majamin, Eleazar, Melchizedek, and Benaiah. From the descendants of Elam, Mataniah, Zechariah, Jehiel, Abdi, Jeremoth, and Elijah. From the descendants of Zatu. Elioanai, Eliashib, Medaniah, Jeremoth, Zabad, and Aziza. <sighs> I'm having a hard time with this. This is not fair. This is, this is an easy bit for me because I just get to sit here and like... Laugh at me. Yeah, basically. Or take a drink from my drink, you know, because I'm just like waiting for you to finish pronouncing names. So. I know. Mispronouncing Mis- Well, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. From the descendants of Bebe. Bebe? Bebe. Jehoahan, no, Jehohanan, wait, Jehohanan, yeah, Jehananiah, Zabiah, and Athli. Not Aflac. Aflac, or Aflac. Yeah, right. From the descendants of Benai. Oh, speaking of Affleck, have you heard? <laughs> Apparently, Ben Affleck was like oh working the drive through of Dunkin' Donuts or something. Oh, no, I did not hear that, but I have a story to tell you after oh you get done. So, okay, so tell me, tell me about Ben Affleck. Oh, real that quick. was the whole story. Okay, okay. Oh, and apparently, um, Jennifer Lopez was there because you know she's Jenny from the Block, except she ah. wasn't. She was just hanging out, and it was either like some kind of prep for a movie or something. I don't know, but everybody was like, "Why are you working at um, Dunkin' Donuts?" Got it. So that's it. Okay, tell me your story. So on my break today, mm-hmm. I I had to go over to the gas station, so I walked over to the gas station. Mm-hmm. And I and there's a Dunkin' Donuts inside, the, like you know, in the same building, yeah. right? Yeah. So I went and got this gas station stuff, and then I went over to um, the the Dunkin' side. Okay. And there's nobody at the counter. Okay. And I'm like, and I, I see somebody that's sitting over there eating that you know has a headset on and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, they must be on break or something, right? So yeah. like, I kind of make a little bit of noise, and then I like kind of went down to see if anybody was you know on the other side of the counter. Like, hello. You know, like, yeah, I didn't say anything. I just was kind of, like, looking for somebody, you know? Your face was going ding, 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 Right, hello. right, right. So then I didn't see anybody, so I went back to the counter to look at the menu for another minute. And, like, you know, I kept looking over at the girl that was eating in the booth mm-hmm. with her headset on. And um, and nothing. Nothing was happening. Okay. And so I, I was debating whether or not to interrupt this girl who looked like she might be on her break to just ask, you know, what, like, what the fuck's going on. Does anybody work here? When all of a sudden... 
Uh-huh. All of a sudden, she's sitting over there eating her lunch, and she says, Motherfucker! And then she says, Welcome to Dunkin' Donuts. How can I help you? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I turned right around and fucking left. I was like, fuck this shit. I ain't getting my fucking crap spit in. Oh, my God. I was like, God damn. And she knew you were there. I think she had to have known I was there because I was making noise. She was ignoring, like, hardcore ignoring me. She was like, I'm going to not pay attention to you and right. you will I'm go gonna away. I'm going to make you either say something or you're you're just not going to get served, basically. Damn. Yeah. And she said, motherfucker. To the person that pulled up on the drive-thru. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not gonna have this lady wait on me. I'm wow. good. I'm out. Wow. I totally would have been like, oh, I need your 1-800 number, man. I mean... That's I was crazy. just so taken aback. I, I was almost laughing on the way out. I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't eat lunch today because I was like, well, there goes my lunch. Well, okay. Before anybody feels too sorry yeah, for Yeah, I was supposed husband, to pack my lunch. And what were you supposed to pack? Lasagna. And what kind of lasagna was it? It was crockpot lasagna that you made. It was homemade yeah. by your wonderful wife was who delicious. loves you. I took it yesterday. I know, but you forgot it today. I did. I did. So... But I regardless, want, I didn't eat lunch. So. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for you today, though. I, mean, I don't even feel sorry for me. The lady called the person on the, the other side of that thing a motherfucker. She'd have done something horrible with my food. So She would have. I mean, I'm just saying. Your lunch would have tasted like shit. I caught a whiff of my karma before it actually hit me. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Back to these list of horrible yeah, names. Yeah. Ready? Uh-huh. That, was, that was a great break. Right, Thank, yeah. you. Thank you. From the descendants of Bani, Meshulam Malik... Adiah, Jeshub, Sheel, and Jeremoth. From the descendants of Pahathab Moab. Adna, Kalal, Beniah, Messiah, Madaniah, Bezalel, Binuai, and Manasseh. Manasseh. Sometimes I feel like there's just like a list of like, I don't know, 40 to 50 names mm-hmm. next to them. And they're like, which one should I use here? And they just like, they just like. Yeah. I haven't used this one in a while. I'm going to use that one. I also feel like they're, like, joshing with me. They're like, <laughs> who's going to read all this? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. From the descendants of Harim, Eleazar, Eshishah, Malkijah, Shemiah, Shemian, Benjamin. I know that one. Yeah, there you go. Malik and Shemariah. From the descendants of Hashum, Metaniah, Matatada, Zabad, Eliph. Eliphalet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We struggled with that one yesterday. Jeremy, Manasa, and Shemai. From the descendants of Bani, 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 Madni, Amram, Yule, Beniah, Bediah, Kalui, Veniah, Merimoth, Eliashib, Metaniah, Metaniah, and Jeshu. Mm. And from the descendants of Benuai, Shemai, Jesh, oh, Shalemiah, Nathan, Adiah, Nathan, I know, Machnadabadai, Sheshai, Sharai, Azarel, Shalemiah, Shemariah, Shalom. Oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. Amariah and Joseph. Ah. 
man. We're almost done that here, okay? That was rough, yeah. From the descendants of Nebo. Mm-hmm. Geo Metahia Oops. Zabad. Zabina. Jedi. Joel and Beniah. Okay. Half the time when you say the names, it feels like you're actually asking a question. I am. <laughs> you should assume I'm always asking a question. All these had married foreign women, and some of them had children by these wives. Yeah, these were all bad people who then decided to be good by sending them out into the desert to die or something. Or killing them. Or killing them. One of the, the two. End. I don't know. Yeah. Yay. We've just something. ended Ezra. Right. That's the end of Ezra. These fuckers are horrible people. I hate them. They're dumb. Yeah. And I don't like them. I don't like them at all. I mean... Yeah, I want to know what it meant by put away their wives. Yeah, I need to know what it means. I'm going to find out. I just... I have a, a really bad feeling that it's not good. Uh, yeah, I That's just my feeling, my gut feeling My here. gut feeling based on the back of how much these guys always suck. Right, right. Yeah. Um. So, all right. Well, that was Ezra chapter 10. And that was Ezra altogether. That was Ezra altogether. Yeah. Um. And we're going to be wrapping up this weekend and into next week with our... Q&A, um, our book club will be on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have like a wrap-up for Ezra all together. And uh, you're always wrong. Contradictions, Contradictions. episode. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're not going to take the rest of the week to do special episodes because wife likes to end on a week. But we have like these two books. So the next book is... Nehemiah. Nehemiah. And they only have 10 chapters. Right. And it also is kind oh, wait. of... wait. No, they have 13 chapters. Right, right, right. But they, it's also kind of a continuation of this book. Yeah. So we're just going to continue right on after we get done with the special episodes for this one yeah. next week. And then after uh, Nehemiah is um, Esther, who also only Which has also like 10 one. books. So yeah, so we'll probably do the same... 10 chapters. Th- we're going to try to do the same thing there too, just because... We're just going to push through. Well, yeah, it's it's... We'd be taking too much time off or, or coming up with too much bonus shit if we had to, like, figure out how to end these all on a fucking yeah. weekend. Yeah. So we're just going to keep going straight through for a bit. I mean, I live by multiples of five, but these are just not <laughs> allowing me to do that. So fuck them. Right. All right. Well, that was Ezra. That was Ezra. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Q&A. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what today is? I do. It's Saturday. Q&A Saturday. And what are we discussing today? Our Q is about what does put away the wives and children mean? <laughs> it's bugging me. It, was, it really I is know, bugging me. I know. But I have a good answer for you. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Spoiler alert. You know, good. It's a good answer. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm glad. maybe glad to know that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get into this. Okie dokie. Okay, so remember, these exiles have just come out of Babylon and they're rebuilding their temple. And Ezra's like, boo, but so many of our people intermingled with the guys that were left here. All the women that were yucky and that's so terrible. What are we going to do? Right, right. Right? Yeah. And the men were like, I know, right? What have we done? And they're all crying in the mud and whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, do you remember when I had to go through that whole long list of names? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, that list of names was the people who had decided not to get rid of their wives. Oh. Yeah. 
I didn't realize that. Interesting. But there was like not that many names as opposed to like how many people there were, right? Okay. So the majority of the people did decide to get rid of their wives and kids. No. Okay. To have their wives and kids um okay, there's two sides to this, okay? Yeah. First of all, getting rid of them, like putting them away. Yeah. Just let me just put that to bed. That just meant divorce them and oh. give them like here go away now bye. Okay. okay. Yeah. But the majority of the women actually converted to Judaism so that ah. um they would, you know, take the Lord and and adopt their ways of worshiping and okay. totally be like, okay, I'm on board. I don't really care. Okay. Sure. Yeah. But there were a few who didn't. And they were the ones who they took the kids because women always gets the kids, right? Sure. And they left. Where did they go? They just went away. Oh, okay. They got divorced and they left the community. They couldn't stay there. Got so it. They probably went back to their families or wherever. Okay. And they weren't killed or anything. And they were divorced as properly as was supposed to be. You, you know what they I mean? Like the shoe and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like they got. They weren't just like shut out with nothing to survive on. Got it. Okay. So they were they were divorced and and the town said okay bye and but they, they couldn't live there like anymore. Supplies and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. They didn't just like say sorry about your luck, have fun, right. and right. Let's not see your face again, type thing. Right. So so first we've got the group who the men stayed married to their wives and the wives converted. Right. Okay. Then we've got a very small group of men who were named who were like, no, I'm I'm not making my wife convert and I'm not divorcing her. Good on them. And they were the ones that they left with got their it. wives. Wow. Okay. Okay. And they were like, fuck you. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Then there were even fewer who were the women that the men were like, uh, you need to convert. And the wife was like, bye. Right. Right. Okay. So there were three different groups. Okay. Okay. And nobody was killed. Well, that, that's good to know. That's good to that's know. Good to know. Right. Also, it is worth noting that marriage is supposed to be, like, this sacred thing. So one of the ways that they, like, got away with, you're not supposed to divorce people. But if you do, there needs to be, like, a really good reason. And you have right. to do it publicly with the whole shoe thing. Sure. And, you know, everybody's got to approve of it, right? Yeah. So the way that they got away with so many divorces yeah. was... One of the ways that they got away with this was by saying, well, since these marriages were not properly done they in the first place. They were never an actual marriage. Yeah, they were never actual true marriages, and so they could be easily annulled. Got it. And that's got the it. way they, they did a lot of them. That's convenient. Just annul them. Right. Yeah. But, again, there weren't that many that needed to be annulled. Right. So, I mean, if you think about it, it only took them three months to go through all of them. I mean, honestly... What does it matter? Like, who cares, right? If, I, I'm just saying, in the grand scheme of things, oh, so we have to pretend like we worship this God? Okay, I'm yeah, let's do that, I guess. I mean, there were only a very, very few that would have been like, no, I'm I'm not going right. to do that. I mean, I feel, like, I feel like if it was between my family being split up and torn apart and saying, I believe in God, I would say I believe in God. You know? Right. I mean, right. I, I mean, I would say it. I would say the words, right? But it's and then, not it's And then not we would just, say, you know, and wink and nod. And, it's not just a matter of saying it, though. Like, you have to actually live it. Like, you would have to go to all the services. You would have to behave as if. You would have to 
every right, but week, every day. Can I at least squeeze day. your hand extra hard when they're doing the prayers? And, I mean, you know, sure, sure. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it wasn't just a matter of, you know, going along to get along. Right. Like, it was basically, you need to publicly declare that you are going to take this God as your only God and publicly for the rest of your life, there will be scrutiny on you. Right. Will you live up to this for the rest of your life? Because we are going to be looking for you as a Moabite or as an Egyptian or as somebody who doesn't, isn't from here. We're going to be looking for you to not be actually following God's rules. Yeah. But I bet that was dependent partly on social status also. Mm -hmm. And like there's, there's other factors involved. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like if you have a high social standing, they're going to overlook you more than they would someone with a low social standing. Oh, absolutely. But there were a lot of apologists out there when I was doing my, my research who were like, we just want to be clear that this wasn't about race. This was about faith. Bullshit. Right. And, bullshit. And the way that you know it's bullshit is based on what I just said. You can look at the people who are clearly not from there and say, we're going to keep an eye on you because you look different. That means that you were one that are, are one of the um, comminglers. Right. And besides know? that, it was just a chapter or two prior that they were talking about the people that lived there while they were gone mm-hmm. that had decided to take up the ways of Yahweh and start worshiping Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, you're not Israelites. Get the fuck out of our land. Exactly. And we don't want you here. Exactly. They don't, they don't like foreigners. No. Period. It's they're, true. They're very, they're very xenophobic. Right. They're very racist. Yeah. So I, I call bullshit on that. No, I totally agree with you. I just wanted to put it out there that that was a thing that was said. And that is still said that this was totally about faith. There's a lot of fucking things that are said, and they're all, they're not all bullshit, but they, there have been apologists from day one of the Christian faith, mm-hmm. and, and even back into, you know, Hebrew times, you know, mm-hmm. like when the, before Christian, Christianity mm-hmm. was around, there, there's always apologists, because obviously there is shit that doesn't make sense, right? and someone has to be able to try to explain it, or it doesn't, someone else can walk in and be like, no, that's dumb because of this that and the other and Mm -hmm. and they can legitimately say that so someone else has to say well no you're taking that wrong blah 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 blah, right let me tell you the way it really is and it's like you don't know any better than i do the only difference is that you're acting like you do the problem is that apologists in general when it comes to any religion Mm -hmm. means that your idea of faith is based on this other person's explanation of what faith is supposed to mean mm-hmm. based on their interpretation of that said text that could be interpreted any number of different ways. Exactly. Exactly. It's not a real strong basis, in my opinion. Right. I mean, you basically walked up to this group of people and said, you either need to worship our way or hit the highway. How right. is that not racist? Right. You know? Yeah. I don't care what you say. So that was our Q&A for today. Okay. Well, okay. I, I was very curious to know what it was. I'm glad that it didn't die. And uh, Me too, because honestly, I had it in my head that these women and children were tossed into a pit and or a trash fire. Right. You know, right. like that's I just assumed. Yeah. So shame on me, I guess, for assuming the worst, but shame on the Bible for putting that thought in my head in the first place <laughs> that that is any way that any people would ever be treated. Right. Right. 
And uh, so this is, uh, we're going to be back tomorrow with our book club. Our book club. And our um, week, weekly replay. Week, replay, yep. And then. Um, On Monday, we will be starting Nehemiah. Yeah. Although, should I do the replay on Sunday, or should I wait till we're done with Ezra? We are done with Ezra. No, because we still have, um, we're going to be doing, on Monday, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to be doing the wrap-up oh. for Ezra, and we're going to be doing the... You should probably wait to do the replay till we're done with all of the Ezra stuff. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. On Monday, we're not doing Nehemiah. Right. I forgot. Yeah. Um, Monday, we'll be doing the... Um, Ezra wrap-up. Ezra wrap-up, and then Tuesday, we'll do... You're always wrong. Contradictions. Contradictions. Yeah. Right. And then we'll start Nehemiah on Wednesday. Yeah, I think I, I think I have to wait for the replay until after the book ends. Yeah. This time because otherwise they just fall out of it's place. It's just in that. weird. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I whoever listens to the weekly, I do apologize. Yeah. But still coming. Hopefully you agree with our logic. And if you don't, well yeah, uh, sorry. sorry for you. <laughs> uh, it's not it's not to be cruel, it's we're just trying to figure our shit out. We yeah. don't know. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. We will see you soon. Yep. Bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what we're doing today? I do. It's uh, the wrap-up. It is. For we're saying, Ezra. We're saying goodbye to Ezra, but not yeah. really, but kind of. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we completed the book of Ezra. Right. And now we are wrapping that shit up. We are wrapping it up. Yep. Okay, let's go do it. Okay, let's do it. Oh, we should what? mention. Huh? What? We were late getting this out again. Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. I just started a part-time job. And after <laughs> only um, one day, and it wasn't even an eight-hour shift. It's only um, a four-hour shift. Wife's overwhelmed. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have time for anything. So... <laughs> But I mean, I also babysit a lot. So even if I'm not working, it's not like I'm at the house. So. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, so my so schedule anyway. immediately was like, oh my God, I need to do X, Y, and Z. And I have to be in bed before midnight because I got to get up at 6 a.m. Wife was legit panicking. <laughs> yeah, I had a full-blown anxiety attack tonight. And so we're going to do better. We're going to plan yes. ahead better. Yeah. And uh, hopefully going forward. We won't be as dumb with our uh, well, honestly, schedule. Honestly, we're better when we're pressed for time. And so this will probably force us to record ahead, which is what we've wanted to do. Right. But, you know, if you don't have to. Life's why, life, you know. Yeah, well, if you don't have to, what's the, what's the point? Like, we can right. talk about how we want to be. But, yeah. But now but, we have to. So, yay. Yeah. That's yeah. the silver lining. All right. Okay. So, all right. Let's go ahead and get into this wrap up for Ezra. Yes. Yes, Ezra. Bye. Okay, so we are saying goodbye to Ezra. Yep. Okay. Okay. Now, he has more than one name. Does he? He does. Because... You know, um, I have more than one name. Well... I have two first names. You kind do. Of. I have a hyphenated first name. You have a hyphenated first name and then a middle name as well as a last name. Right, right. Yeah. You're like... I have too many fucking names. You really do. And every time somebody says, what's your middle name? I always see you pause because <laughs> you're like, wait. I, okay, yeah, not the hyphen, not the second one. Well, because I used to treat them as two middle names. And yeah. I don't know. It, it's, you decided to hyphenate the first one? Well, no, my parents decided to hyphenate the first one. I mean, that that it is a hyphenated first name See, from I my didn't, parents. I didn't know that because you did not used to hyphenate them when we first got together. Right, because I went through a... I mean, there's not really... On most forms, there's not a place for a fucking hyphen. 
Right. My parents did me no favors, you know? No, I so. know. And they did it on purpose to buck the system. Right, right. Like, thanks for that. Yeah. Couldn't I decide if I want to buck that system? Whatever. It I is know. what it is. No, I know. I'm just saying. So. Plus, it, right. it, my, my, fir- my second first name would make for a good writer name. It really would. I mean, I'm just saying. No, I love your second Yeah, actually, name. I'll go ahead and give my, my second name. Why? Just my... What? No. Okay. Whatever. No, never mind. I won't do it then. Go. Fine. I think I'm not doing weird. it. It's weird. Okay. Why would you do that? I don't know. I just thought I thought it because no one's gonna know who Stop. the fuck I am like that. You know. But we're being anonymous. Oh, okay. All right. Remember? I'm gonna continue to be anonymous. Then. Remember that? All right. Okay. Fine. Anyways, Ezra's not anonymous, and um, he is known by several different names. One of which is Estrus. Okay. And um, that is his. Greco-Latin name. Okay. Okay. And that's important because there are several different versions of the Book of Ezra. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'll get back to him in a minute. He's also known as Ezra the Scribe. Oh. Because, you know, he scribed. Yeah. Yeah. And Ezra the Priest, because there's some arguments about whether he was a high priest or not. I see. Yeah. It seems like he might have been. He got sent back to, like, mm kind of organize the priestly things. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about it sure. it doesn't really affect me anyway one right, or the other right. but um he is a jewish scribe and priest obviously and he's the descendant of Sariah. okay isn't that important is it no i okay. don't know who the fuck that is i was like i don't remember yeah, no. right. if that's somebody i was supposed to remember i don't remember no who it is. i don't either it's um that guy was the last high priest to serve in the first temple okay he's also a close relative of joshua which is the first high priest of the second temple. Okay. Okay. All right. So he's cool or whatever. Yeah. So let's talk about that Estrus thing. Estrus, the yeah. Greek version thing the of him. Greco-Latin. Greco-Latin. Yeah. So um, in First Estrus, which is the Greek translation of the book of Ezra still in use in Eastern Orthodoxy. Okay. He was also the high priest. But... But... Rabbinic tradition holds that he was just an ordinary member of the priesthood. Oh, so okay. Like I said, priest or high priest? Priest, high priest. We don't know. Doesn't matter. I not really. I not guess. to me. Yeah, yeah. And in rabbinic traditions, Ezra is metaphorically referred to as the quote flowers that appear on the earth, mm. signifying the springtime in the national history of Judaism. Which okay, makes sense. Like he brought them into the. The old new world. Yeah, sure. Right. Whatever. Um, The book of Ezra-Nehemiah, so Ezra-Nehemiah, is one scroll. We've talked about that before. Right. But remember, Ezra also started where Second Chronicles left off. Right. So that would mean that First and Second Chronicles and Ezra and Nehemiah were originally one book. Got it. Okay. Okay. So anyway, Ezra-Nehemiah is one scroll. And in late medieval Christian Bibles, the single book was divided in two as first and second Ezra. Okay. But then this division became the Jewish practice in the first printed Hebrew Bibles. So instead of seeing um, Ezra and then Nehemiah, you'll see first Ezra and then second, second Ezra. Ezra. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, but there's also that Idris Edris um, thing. Okay. Where in those... Uh, Greco, Greco-Latin Bibles yep. of Eastern Orthodoxy. Right. Um, those are um, Esdras. Like, okay. And those um, 
will be like instead of First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, um, Ezra, Nehemiah, it yeah. would be like First Ezra, Second Ezdras, Third Ezdras, Fourth. Ah, like so, okay. it's like the books are kind of the sameish, but numbered differently. That's interesting. Yeah. Because First Chronicles and Second Chronicles are not written by the same person that wrote Ezra. Well, at some, least as far as I can tell. Some people say that maybe it was. Really? Yeah. Seems, some people it seems say, different to me. But some people say that Ezra was the author of at least Second Chronicles, if not First hmm. as well. Okay. Well, so, I mean, I'm, I'm no I mean, expert. We so. had talked about that during Chronicles, though, that yeah. we hadn't met him yet, but the next book is Ezra, Okay. and he, we're pretty sure he's the author. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, right. I, yeah, it is different because Maybe it's just the different hits, stories. It's different stories, different time periods, and he hits first person in Ezra. Right, that's true. So, that's... And it's not just a list of fucking, you know, yeah. the previous histories or whatever. Exactly. So it was rather boring in that bit. This is more story-oriented. He, he's like, and then... Right, right. <laughs> anyways, let's talk about me for a minute. Just yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, the book of Ezra describes... I'm just going to summarize it here real quick. Okay. okay yep. It describes how... Ezra was living in Babylon when, in the seventh year of Artaxerxes the first, the king of Pre- 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 Persia, 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 yeah. not okay. Prussia, right? Persia, which was circa 457 BCE. Okay. Okay. That king sent him to Jerusalem to teach the laws of God to any who did not know them. So Ezra led a group of Judean exiles living in Babylon to their home city of Jerusalem, where he enforced observance of the Torah. Right? Okay. But once back in Jerusalem, Ezra and the exiles discovered that Jewish men had been marrying non-Jewish women and making mingle babies. Yeah, that commingling shit, man. They mingle babies were born. Crazy. Oh my god. Crazy. And we remember all of that and yeah. we had a Q&A about, wait, did they have to kill their wives right, right, and right. no, they just divorced them and sent them on their way, but most or of them converted them. Most of them converted. Right. Yeah. So, um in the apocalyptic fourth book of Ezra, and just as a reminder, apocalyptic doesn't mean like the end of the world in this sense. It means uh, not in canon. Okay. It, like not, it's it's a historical scroll in the world, yes, but Churchy Pookins has decided it's not part of the official Bible. Right. Okay, so that's what we mean by apocalyptic. Okay. Okay. Yep. So um, the fourth book of Ezra, which is also sometimes called either the second or third book of Esdras, okay. depending on which you know, thing it is. Um, So, okay, according to that book, the apocalyptic fourth book of Ezra, um, Ezra has a seven-part prophetic revelation, okay? Okay. And he converses with an angel of God three times. Okay. And then he has four visions, Mm. okay? I don't know what all that's about. It wasn't summarized, but, like, I could have gone into that rabbit hole probably, and I might eventually, is this coming up in the next book? No. 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 Okay. No, this is just a thing that's missing because it's, ah, it's apocalyptic. Right. Okay, yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah. So Ezra, 30 years into the Babylonian exile, recounts the siege of Jerusalem and the destruction of Solomon's temple. Okay. okay? So that's what all those visions and dreams like. It's during that. Got okay? it. Okay. Yeah. He, in this book, we're still talking about this apocalyptic book. He dictates 24 books for the public, which is the Hebrew Bible. Okay. And another 70 for the wise alone. And those 70 are unnamed revelatory works. Interesting. So we don't know what those are. 
That's or really... if they really existed or right, right. if they were just legend, sure. you know. Like, I heard that he wrote 70 books. No, I heard he wrote 80. Nuh-uh, he wrote 70, you guys. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So at the end of this whole story that's in this apocalyptic book, he is taken up to heaven like Enoch and Elijah. Elijah. Um, Ezra is seen as a new Moses in this book. Oh. Which, I mean, I kind of alluded to that when I said the new spring because he's bringing his people yeah, into the, the old new land. land. Right, yeah. Or the, the new old land. Right. You know? Yep. So that's the end of that apocalyptic book, okay? Okay, all right. Traditionally, Judaism credits Ezra with establishing the Great Assembly of Scholars and Prophets, which is the forerunner of the Sanhedrin, okay. which is the authority on matters of religious law. Like, they're the, the guys that sit down and decide when are we actually all going to celebrate Easter, one, two, three, go, let's just... All get on the same page. Sure. They're like the church rules. Right. Okay. Technically, so, the Jews don't celebrate Easter. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the Sanhedrin is the the boss. Got it. It's, Got a, it. it's a collection of people who um, sat down together to make decisions to try to make all the churches in a larger area operate. More cohesively. More, thank you. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. More cohesive. And so um, traditional Judaism credits Ezra with establishing the original format of that. Got it. Where group. they did not discuss Easter. Right. Shut up. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. According to the Babylonian Talmud, yeah. um, Ezra the scribe is said to have enacted 10 standing laws and orders. Oh. And I summarized these because... I like I was gonna just skip one, but then I was like, no, nah, I gotta say these. Okay. Okay. Yep. So Ezra in this particular Bible is like, okay, I have ten rules. Like Moses had ten commandments. Yeah, I yeah. have ten rules. Okay. Okay, ready? Right. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, number one. The public has to come together to read from the scroll of the law in the afternoon on Sabbath days for anyone who may have missed the weekly biblical um lections, like the weekday lections. Got it. So like um, if you were like a loiterer or a traveling merchant or something, yeah, you might have had a really good reason to miss it. Sure, but you gotta show up. on you the Sabbath. You better fucking show up on the Sabbath, right? Because they're out there reading it, sure, on the fucking Sabbath, right? Which makes no sense because that's work. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's I thought that was funny. Right. Like, come, let us read this rule book, which says don't do that. Technically, though, they've always done festivals and stuff on the Sabbath. It's yes. just there's certain things. That are considered yes. work that you're not allowed to do on those days. But right. celebrating the Lord is okay. Depending on how you do it. Right. Yes. So, anyway, you have no excuse for having ever missed any um, weekly readings. Sure. Okay. okay. Number two. Unless you were unclean, probably. But then you can go catch up another day after you get cleaned well, up. Well, what if you're unclean for like two weeks? Well, then what the hell did you do to piss off the Lord? Well, there was lots of things that kept you unclean for a couple of weeks. I know. Least, so so yeah. why why were you so unclean? I, Clearly, I you know. did bad things and you got what was coming to you. <laughs> so that's your own fault. Got it. Okay, number two. Yeah. The court's got to be open on Mondays and Thursdays. Court's got to be open on Mondays. Got to be open. Mon- yeah, I don't gotta. fucking know why. There that's, was, a, that's a law. That's a rule. That's a rule. That's an Ezra according thing. To, according to this as the scribe says, Mondays and Thursdays, every day, gotta on be, those days. Yes, bank got to be open. Yeah. Okay. Number three, and a lot of these apply to women. Okay. okay. Women got to get their laundry done by Thursday. 
<laughs> what the fuck? No, let me... Actually, this one... I had to say it that way because it was funny. <laughs> but now, actually, they had, like, a legit good reason for it. Okay. Because, obviously, they didn't have washers and dryers. So, right. this was, like, a, you know, days-long process. Sure. And if they didn't have it done by Thursday, then they risked having it run into... The Sabbath. The Sabbath. Ah. So, get your shit done by Thursday, ladies. Right. And we know it's only the ladies that does the laundry. Of course. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, actually, that one makes sense. It's not just an arbitrary, <laughs> but but it's funny. Right. Okay, number four. This one I love. Men got to eat garlic on the eve of the Sabbath to enhance love between a man <laughs> and a woman. So they can do the brown chicken, brown cow, and, you know, make them babies. Right, right. Because that's the most important. That garlic does the trick. Yeah. Well, they believed cooked garlic. Um, enhanced that like okay. it was an aphrodisiac to them I okay, guess, or right. whatever yeah number five are you loving these rules they're great yeah. i know like you can see why i had to summarize right these. Yeah. okay number five women gotta rise up early on friday mornings to get that bed bread baked gotta, they gotta rise up yeah i yeah. thought that too when yeah. i was writing it yeah uh, they have to bake bread um so that there's enough for the poor because <laughs> every time they bake bread like they'll leave out Whatever pieces, like if there's any burnt yeah, pieces, I mean, like in the Hunger like, Games, or right, it's like they left the the, the droppings on the yeah their fields for the poor too. Exactly. So they got to get up early on Friday so that on the Sabbath. So it seems like a lot of these rules are only pertaining to the rich and and housed. Yes. Of the uh, society. Yes. You know. Yes. And and the women. Right. Right. Women get your work done in a certain day, and it's it's all guarded like. Around the Sabbath. Like, all of this is live your life around the Sabbath. Plan accordingly. Well, and because it, it seems like when we're hearing these stories, every time we hear them, they're about people that have means. They have things mm-hmm. to sacrifice. They have houses. They have servants, for God's sake. Slaves. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they have money. You yeah. know? We're not hearing about the poor. Right. You never fucking hear about the poor. No. No, you so. do not. Now, this one I really like. Number six. Women gotta be girded with a wide belt. Out of modesty. Oh. A wide belt. Okay. They got to wear a belt and it got to be wide. So you got you to you gotta, you gotta pull that in, huh? Since your waist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ladies. You can't have any fat women. Well, it, it's out of modesty, meaning um, the reason that you wear your wide belt is to prevent um, any possibility of showing any skin. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't know. Whatever all that shit is. Oh, okay. But, all right. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be out of modesty, so it's to keep your clothing in place. Got it. You know what I mean? Okay. It's not to accentuate how thin you are. Like, okay. that would not be modesty. Got it. Got okay? it. Okay. So, actually, the opposite of what you said. Got it. Okay. Number seven, women during their menses. Yeah. You know, their period. Right. You know, their monthly cycle. Yep. Yep. Um, they need to wash and comb their hair three days Prior to the purification in a ritual bath. Okay. They better take care of their hair. Better brush that hair. And they did not um, specify whether they meant the hair on their head or <laughs> elsewhere. And I only mention that because they're talking about periods here. Right, right. And I'm like, do you mean that they better keep all their hair in places? Right. Keep yeah. it in, keep it nice? Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows, right? Like, for all I know, they actually did mean, like, bush, you know? What, yeah. if, what the fuck do I know? It's true, it's true. Okay. Number eight, traveling merchants got to make regular rounds into the Jewish township because of the honor due to the daughters of 
Israel. That, what? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, explain that a little bit. Because they they have to, like, come into town to see the daughters so that they can um, maybe get married to them or... The merchants. Yeah. The mer- Okay. Traveling merchants. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So the merchant... Okay. Okay. I'm a little lost on that one, but okay. They got to come into the townships. To marry girls. Or to sell to them, to sell their wares. Okay. Yeah. Okay? All right. They need to make sure to come into the Jewish they, townships. They just, the, the merchants got to come into town. Yeah. The, we, we're not going to go meet you out on the road. You got to come into You got to come into whatever. town and see our daughters. And Yeah. Okay. Our daughters want to buy your shit and maybe they want to marry you. Maybe. Maybe. Be respectful. Come okay. into fucking town. I just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No, to I me. don't know. I, I'm making up reasons. I don't fucking know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number nine, women and or girls as a precautionary measure, and I don't know against what, got to be accustomed to conversing with one another while one of their party goes out to relieve herself in the outhouse. So in I'm case in, you fall into the shitter? I don't know. I'm in a group of friends, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dudes, I got to pee. Yeah. So... I don't know if it means I have to take somebody with me to the potty and, like, we chat together. Um, That's what it sounds like, Or right? if I'm like, okay, you guys chat amongst yourselves and make sure you're comfortable chatting. I'm going to go pee over here now. Bye. It sounds more like you got to chat with them while you're taking, you know, a dump. Right. Or whatever. Like, come maybe, with me maybe, to pee pee. I mean, they had outhouses. So maybe it was, like, in case you fell in, right? I, I, literally, really I literally do not know. It doesn't or say precautionary measure. Maybe, maybe in case there's a man that's waiting out there, you know. That, that was way. the only thing I could think is against the possibility of rapey McGee right. coming up and because that happens so regularly that fucking Ezra had to make a rule about it. Right. right. Now boys, no rape because you know But just to make sure, girls, you travel in pairs. Yeah, you guys buddy system. Right. Who's your buddy? Yeah. Yeah. But but that's one of the ten fucking rules. Right. Is don't be alone when you pee, girls. Got it. Chat. Okay. Okay. Mm, yeah. And that is why women go to the bathroom in groups today. <laughs> no, just kidding. Okay, number ten. Ready? This is I'm my ready. favorite. Okay. You just said that about the last one. I know. Or whatever. They're, one of the last. They're ones. all my favorites. Okay. Okay. But this one, as the last one, is my favorite. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Men who may have suffered a seminal emission. <laughs> For anybody curious about what that means, a wet dream at night right. can be helped. Right. Parentheses, especially after accompanying their wives. Okay. Apparently, after you fuck your wife that night, you yeah. may be more likely to have a wet dream. Okay. I I would I I don't know how that works. Sure. Not burying a penis. Whatever. I don't know if you're more likely or less likely. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So men who may have suffered a seminal emission, particularly after getting their fuck on, are required to immerse themselves in a ritual bath before being permitted to read from the scroll of the law. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's always not, a good idea to take a bath after, you know, sex, I would say. But it's not right. And, I know, no, I totally agree with whatever. you. But it doesn't even say men who have suffered wet dreams. It says who may have suffered. Got if it. you even think you might that might have happened to you. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. If there's even the slightest, like, no. Go take your fucking bath. Okay. Now, I would think that they're hardworking people. They should probably bathe every day anyways. But right. I'm betting but it's not that as easy it's for them the, to bathe as the it is for us. But they're so. talking about the ritual bath. 
And that's different from taking a regular bath. Got it. You know, yeah. like all of the hoopla that goes into like cleansing. Well, yeah, because technically they're unclean yeah. after that as well. Well, so. they're always unclean because right. you're born a sinner. You yeah, know, right. you suck. Go to hell. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is what I have for you today. Okay. I thought we would end on those. Ezra's 10 rules. Ezra's 10 rules that are not in our Bible. All right. Okay. All right. Well, that wraps up Ezra. And we'll be heading into, we're going to do a contradictions episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we'll be heading into Nehemiah, right? Yep. Okay. Sounds good. We will see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. It's my favorite time. Is it? It is. Because you know why? Uh, because. I'm going to tell you why. Are you going to tell me? You're always wrong. So contradictions episode. Yes. Got it. About the book of Ezra. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, go ahead and get on into it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So the book of Ezra, right? Yeah. It's super short, right? It is. Like how many? Ten books. Ten chapters. Ten chapters, sorry. Yeah, ten chapters. So I kind of failed you on this one because guess how many contradictions I have? Two. One. One? Okay, listen. One contradiction? One contradiction, but listen to why. Okay, okay? I'm listening. We're going to do numbers, uh, a list of numbers here, okay? Okay. So there are a total of 23 listed on the site that I'm using. Okay. Okay. Yep. The first 17 question, how many of XYZ's offspring returned from Babylon? Oh, so it's all about the... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's so, a lot more contradictions, but it's about the boring ass shit. Yeah. Well, it's about stuff... We don't care. Right, That's, right, right. I don't really even call that a contradiction. That's just bullshit yeah, right, nonsense. Right. Like, I would never... I would never get mad at a Christian and say, how do you explain this nonsense? <laughs> right. Like, there's enough actual stuff in the bible right to get mad about besides how many of xyz's offspring came back from ezra Ezra has one (laughs) whatever (laughs) so okay so 17 of the 23 questions are about that yeah several of them as well as the next five um had contradictions that were either rooted in nehemiah which is the next book okay which we haven't read yet right or the new testament which we are not at Got it. So there's so, more contradictions. Yes. Just we haven't reached them yet. Yes. 17 so. were irrelevant. And of those plus the next five, several were ones we haven't got to okay, yet. Okay. So this is okay. going to be a light contradiction episode it is. because it is. of where we are and what they contradict. So number 23. <laughs> so number 23, the one the and one. only that we will be covering today. Yes. And, and you even, I think, know the answer. Oh, wow. Okay. Even though you're wrong. I'm okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Is it okay to marry a Moabite? No, you cannot commingle. You cannot commingle according to the book of Ezra. Right. Although nine. Moses married a Moabite. Stop. Stop. <laughs> you stop because you're always wrong. So Ezra was so upset when he heard that the Israelites were marrying Moabites, among yeah. others, not just Moabites, but lots of mingling. Okay. Like Egyptians and uh, like all those places over there, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. He was so mad and sad that he rent his garment and mantle and he plucked the hair out of his fucking head. Poor Ezra. And beard. He pulled his beard out. Man. And he sat down astonished. Yeah. Astonished. Just, just astonishing. He could not believe men got a fuck. It's like he never met men before. Right. Yeah. Right? Co-mingling. God. Co-mingling. My God. Okay. But anyways, um, so no, absolutely not. Right. 
but you're always wrong. Um, yeah. Okay, I already sang it before, so let's come on. Right, say yeah. it. Okay. okay. The answer is also yes. Okay. Because let us not forget, in addition to the one that you mentioned. Yeah, Moses. Which is a big one. That's a big one. Right? Okay. But we're just going to put that aside because that wasn't even in their list, which I was kind of sad about because that's a big one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, but that one's actually not, um, I think maybe it wasn't listed because it's not specified. It's right. taken via, no, it's not taken for granted. It's, it's taken via different little hints. Like we could, like they allude to it, but they don't specifically say it. Got it. You can't cite what verse says that right, she was right, a Moabite. Right. Okay. All right. So I think that's why they left it out. But we, we know. Me right. and you know. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we sussed it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But. In the book of Ruth, chapter four, okay. Boaz married a Moabite woman. Ruth, Ruth was a fucking Moabite, remember? Right. Yeah, that's right. And their son Obed was the father of Jesse, who was the grandfather of motherfucking David. So they commingling. They they commingled with Moabites, right? And now now Ezra's like Moabites suck, but David, I mean, he Man, he was the that. chronicler. Right. He was in love with David. Right. Like, get your shit together. Yeah. You hate Moabites, but David was a motherfucking Moabite. Right. I mean, he had Moabite in his blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, get out of here with that shit. Right. Racist fuck. Yeah. So that's dumb. That's dumb. Right. That and they're not the only ones. Like Solomon married like mm-hmm. all kinds of fucking people. Yeah. Oh, from, they. Yeah. I mean, you, there's countless all examples. All across the of, world, statues crumble for me. <laughs> <laughs> But yep. there's there's a bunch of well respected figures in the Bible that mm-hmm. quote unquote commingled. And not only did they commingle, but they did it like broadly and verily. Right. Yeah. I say unto thee. They, now it was said to their be their fucking like, was a veritable cornucopia. In the king's sense, though, it was said to be like some sort of like a political move or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I call bullshit. Like mm-hmm. I mean, you can't have it both ways. You can't be godly and. Political. I mean, yeah. It's either okay or it's not. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and it to for it to not be okay, in my opinion, is disgusting and wrong and xenophobic. Mm-hmm. But for it to be okay is fine, except for the then they say it's not. So, right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to think about that. Whatever. I don't give a shit. But it bothered. Like we went off on the commingling in that one episode. Yeah. Because, like it's bullshit. It is. It's just fucking bullshit. Yeah. Sorry that uh, we were the only people living here and we fell in love. Right? Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, what's your fucking... Get out of my fucking life, man. Yeah. Like, you you weren't even here for 70 years. Right. Like, you have no emotions about this. Go away from my yard. Go back to fucking Babylon, bitch. Yes. Right? Yes. (laughs) Go write some more rules over there. Yeah, take your 10 rules and shove them up your pee hole. (laughs) (laughs) All right, was that all we had to cover in today's Contradictions episode? That was my Contradictions episode, and as per usual, you're always wrong. I'll take it, I guess. But I did it soft. It's soft, because there's only one. I was pretty right for being wrong. You were so right. Honestly, I take it back. Take it back. Subtle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sucking it back, because you were actually righter than right. Yeah, that's what I thought. You were pretty fucking right. Thanks. Okay? I appreciate that. I love you. Love you, too. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys um, for the beginning. Well, well either the weekly wrap we, up. We got the weekly wrap up, and then we got the. We'll be starting Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, what are we doing on? Uh, let's see. It'll be Wednesday when we do on it. Wednesday. We will be back with the first chapter of Nehemiah. Yeah, that. Sorry, I didn't mean to take your thunder. You're always stepping on my line. I do it all the time. You do. 
you know what? I think that you like the sound of your own fucking voice. But you know what? I cannot fault you that because <laughs> I like the sound of my own fucking voice. And I'm always cutting you off to tell a story. That's true. That's and true. I also yell at you a lot. You do. I do because I get so excited. Our and fans you're love to wrong. hate me. They you know do. That? They do. They're like, you should be nice to wife. And I'm like, uh, I live with her though. Okay. And I have, okay. You know what? Let's make this episode a little bit longer. Since, okay. Since we only have one. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. And since this is a bonus, so not everybody will listen to this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Actually, husband is the nicest guy you could ever hope for in a partner. He is patient and kind. He is smart and has a great sense of humor. And he has helped me through so many problems in my life. And um, he's just a great person. He's a great partner to have. And I only yell at him and make fun of him because it's... Because <laughs> you can. It, it, I can. And it's also like it's part of how we play. Right. Like, well, yeah, for we sure. We play bicker. Yeah, and definitely. It's just fun. But I wanted to put this out there just in case anybody's like, God damn, he's whipped. Or, God damn, she's whipped. such a fucking bitch. Shit, I give you shit all the time. No, I know. I know. But I just, I don't want anybody out there under the mistaken impression that you are an asshole. Because while you are an asshole, you are just such a good partner. And I love you. Hey, love you too. I'm so glad. Thanks for the clarification, everybody. Yep. I'll never <laughs> do it again. I'm sterile. I'm whatever. I'll still get some shit. <laughs> I know. Well, now they'll be asking, where's yours? So I'll, I'll give you oh, a yeah. heads up. Now you've got time. But Valentine's Day is coming up, my love. It is. It is. It is. So you've got a couple of weeks to come up with some nice wordage. Yeah. And yeah. I will let you off the hook for not buying me a card. Mm. Which I know that you won't buy me a card. So. Well, you know, you did you, you not give me a card for my birthday. Get the fuck out of here. I think I... Whatever. No, I, think I, I think I, I thought you I did. Didn't. didn't I? You didn't. Man, we, I suck. What, no, I mean, you guys don't get me shit from my birthday. I know. So. I was going to say. When's the last time I bought you a card for your birthday, though? So. We're like, nah, nah. Whatever. We just, we're old, so. No, it's not just that we're old. Like, we are fun, and we're like, why wait for birthdays and Christmas to right. buy things for each other or buy things for ourselves? Yeah. And we're like, this is fun. I can afford it today. <laughs> <laughs> There's money today. Let's buy Buy it. I mean, honestly, our kids are more likely to get stuff on our birthdays than we are. Oh, that is definitely true. Yeah. Because if there's anybody we love more than each other, it's that kid. Well, and yeah, it's more satisfying to buy something for it's them. It's so fun. You know? They enjoy getting gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Speaking of which, they're learning to, to do the yarn now. They are doing the yarn. Um, They taught themselves how to crochet. Yeah. And it's so impressive and amazing because they just taught themselves off of YouTube. And right. their very first foray into this yarn world was like really good. I mean, it's recognizable. Like it's not just like a stack of tangled yarn. Right. It's, it's good stuff. It is. And they made several different pride flags and yeah. I probably wear one on my purse now. Yeah. So yeah. yay. All right. We're rambling on about ourselves now. So we're going to go ahead and cut this off. That was contradictions for Ezra. It was. And as we said, we'll be back on Wednesday with... Uh, the first chapter of... Uh, what's his name? Nehemiah. Nehemiah, yeah. What's his right. name? <laughs> Sorry. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what today is? Uh, today is Sunday. It is. We're doing a book club and I don't have a jingle. You, you don't? I don't have a book club jingle. Yeah, you do. I do? You do. What is it?
Uh-huh. Oh, I do. I do. It goes, sacrilegious book club. Did you really forget about I the did. J- book club jingle? I fucking did. Wow. Oh, time to lock me Man. up. Wow. That's rough. It feels like it's been a minute. It, it has, kind of. I mean, we don't do them as often as we were. I mean, but, it, okay, every two weeks? Yeah, no, I mean, it's not that long. That's what I'm so. saying. Like, oh. <laughs> do you, do you well, wanna... we've been sick a little bit, too, so, you know. Okay, yeah, that. yeah, no, yeah. We'll I, have brain, that. I have brain fog, y'all. Right. That's what it is. So, what are we uh, What are we going over today? So, the book that we are in is still uh, Treasury of Jewish Folklore, and then the subtitle of that is Stories, Traditions, Legends, Humor, Wisdom, and Folk Songs of the Jewish People. Yeah. And then all of that is edited by Nathan Oziabel. Okay. And today we are getting into, okay, part one was Jewish salt. We are still in part two, which is heroes. We covered wise men. And now we are in part two of that, which is holy men. Got it. Holy men. Holy. All right. Holy macaroni. We're going to do the section under that. The first section is called pious and righteous men. Okay. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get into this. Okie dokie. Okay. So, pious and righteous men. Okay. okay? And we're gonna um, talk a little bit about this introduction here, and I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but I did pick out some choice sentences that I think really summarize this whole section. Got it. Okay. Yep. So, um, this is on page 104. And it says, the holy man in Jewish folklore is not one who prays most or fasts most or who mortifies his flesh. The holy man is the righteous man. And um, then reminds me couple... of Pulp Fiction. The the bit that where uh, Samuel L. Jackson's like the where the iniquities of the blah 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 blah, blah and then he you know points his gun at the dude and shoots him. I don't you recall. don't know what I'm talking about. I only saw the movie once, so oh. I don't have, like, lots of memorizing got it. happening. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. That's all right. Kay. I can't remember the exact phrase, but I'll have to pull it out sometime. Okay. So then there's a couple sentences, and it continues, the duty of the heart. You said duty. I was waiting for that. Yep. I, I was wondering if you're going to get it. So the duty of the heart is an exhortation frequent in Jewish devotional literature as a qualification for holiness. So basically, like, doing what's right, don't be a dick. That kind of thing. But anyone who follows righteousness can be holy, not just the elect. Okay? Mm, Okay. That's important to know. Okay. And um, they get very impatient, um, the Jewish people, um, they get very impatient with the formalistic stuff and with, um, pious humbugs or pretension, and they lampoon overly holy people. Oh. Yeah. So. If only. I, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I mean, right? in Christianity, you know. Right? Like that's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and piety, too, is conceived in a most unconventional way. And the first story we're going to read is called True Piety, and so I'll get back to that in a minute because it talks about the, uh, uh, what what that means, what it has to do with, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm continuing on with the introduction. Because Israel is, quote, a holy people by tradition, holiness is not considered by the rabbis as a providential gift to God's favorites. All men are God's children. As a religious with a profoundly democratic philosophy, Judaism upholds the doctrine that all men are born equal without any condescending condescension or qualifications it doesn't strike me that that's how they 
wrote the Old Testament, though. No, no. Like, but it's how they interpret it now. Right, right. Okay. And, and they mean it. Sure. Like, they're very, like, that's the way it is. Right. The rabbis of old did not believe in predestination. They preached the doctrine of free will. Man himself was the architect of his destiny by the character of his deeds. God always stood by as a benevolent ally of the righteous. So if he suffered in this life, he would still be rewarded in the afterlife. Got it. And so therefore you have free will to, you know, do what you're going to do. Even as God knows all. Right, right. So I'm not quite sure how they square that circle, but sure, that's how that goes. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So moving on. Um, the credo of the pious man in Jewish tradition is his unswerving belief in God's love for him. Okay. And there's a couple stories about this Rabbi Hillel, and they talk about him in this introduction here. Okay. It is Rabbi Hillel's dictum, though, that most pithily summarizes the traditional Jewish attitude towards piety and righteousness. Do not unto others what you do not wish that others do unto you. That is the whole Torah. Everything else is merely commentary. And that is quoted in one of these stories. Got it. Okay. Hillel, who lived in the time of King Herod in Jerusalem, is widely viewed by historians and scholars as having been the originator of the, this golden rule, hmm. which is enunciated later by Jesus when Jesus says, All things, therefore, whatsoever ye would that men do should do unto you, even so do you also unto them. Right, right. So it's one of the favorite things. Yeah, it's the golden the rule. Don't right. be a dick, be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that is basically the essence of the Torah according to um Rabbi Hillel. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So now we're gonna read a couple of these stories. And some of them are funny and some of them are um just kind of like, yeah, do what's right, duh. Right. Okay. Right. So this first one is called Troop, oh, and they're all really short, I should mention. Okay. okay. Yep. So the first one I'm going to read is the first one in this section on page 105 called True Piety. Rabbi Israel was very scrupulous in his observance of all the 613 precepts prescribed by the religious code. It was his custom, whenever the Passover holidays came around, to personally supervise the baking of matzos in his town. Mm. He wished to make sure that it was done according to the time-honored ritual regulations. On one such occasion, when he was confined by illness, his disciples volunteered to supervise the baking of the matzos. Instruct us, Rabbi, they said. Tell us all the important things we have to watch out for. <laughs> My sons, he says, see that the women who bake the matzos are well paid, was his brief reply. Yeah. So I just, I love that. Like, that is so brief, and that's exactly what they're talking about. No, I think, I mean, that's, yeah, I I love that. That's, they know what they're doing. Just fucking make sure they do it well by ensuring they get paid well. Right, exactly. So um, that gets back to in the introduction when we talked about um, um, piety. True piety was the name of this story. Yeah. And so back in the introduction, it says, Um, To the saintly rabbi in the anecdote, true piety, it did not lie so much in the faithful observance of all the minutiae of religious regulations, but in the just and generous treatment of one's fellow man. Yeah. And I just loved that. Yeah. So the next little ditty is um, continuing on. It's the, the very next one. Starts on page 106. 
and it is called The Limits of Piety. The rabbi watched his servant girl panting under the burden of the yoke from which he hung two buckets of water. At mealtime, before he sat down to eat with his disciples, he washed his hands using very little water. Why are you so economical with the water, rabbi? asked one of his disciples. The rabbi smiled and said, while it is an act of piety to wash one's hands before meals, I must not be pious at my servant girl's expense. Hmm. I was like, oh my God, that's so kind and thoughtful and considerate. But you have a servant girl. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I mean, it would be the same even if he had like hired help. Sure. It, no, I, I get it. It's, I mean, you I have to the, take I it for what it is. I get the intention of the... the I get it. No, I totally appreciate that you pointed that out because that is true. And that is something to point out. Right. But I I do find that taking this for what it is in the time that it is and what was happening, that that is pretty awesome. Right. So the very next one is called Rabbi Hillel's Golden Rule. Okay. And okay. Don't yep. forget that he lived during the time of um, King Herod. Right. Okay. Yep. So... Once a heathen came to Rabbi Shammai and said, I'll gladly accept the Jewish faith, provided you can teach me the entire Torah while standing on one Jewish leg. One Jewish leg. On one <laughs> leg. Jesus Christ. I don't know why I said that. While standing on one leg. When Rabbi Shammai heard these insolent words, he seized his surveyor's measuring rod and drove the heathen out of his house. Oh. Then heathen went. Then the heathen went to call on Rabbi Hillel and said the same thing. I'll gladly accept the Jewish faith, provided you can teach me the entire Torah while standing on one leg. Okay. Now, just as Shammai was wrathful, so Hillel was gentle. He said to the heathen, do not unto others what you do not wish that others do unto you. That is the whole Torah. Everything else is only commentary. Go and learn. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Like that. I wish that this was how religion was practiced. Right. You know right. what I mean? These little stories are what Christianity is supposed to be about. It's you know? what I understood it. Like, it's what I idealistically understood Christianity to be growing yeah, up. Yeah, you know? same, same. And Just being nice and treating treating your fellow man correctly. But in practice, I learned many, the, the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. So. Definitely. Um, then we're going to skip a couple pages, go to page 109 and this one's called Saint or Horse, and I really like this one, too. Okay. A young man once came to a great rabbi and asked him to make him a rabbi. It was wintertime then. The rabbi stood at the window looking out upon the yard while the rabbinical candidate was droning into his ears a glowing account of his piety and learning. <laughs> the young man said, you see, rabbi, I always go dressed in spotless white like the sages of old. I never drink any alcoholic beverages. Only water ever passes my lips. Mm. Also, I perform austerities. I have sharp-edged nails inside my shoes to mortify me. Even in the coldest weather, I lie naked in the snow to torment my flesh. Wow. Also, daily, the shamas give me 40 lashes on my bare back to complete my perpetual penance. Mm -hmm. And as the young man smoke, spoke, a white horse was led into the yard and to the water trough. It drank and then it rolled in the snow as horses sometimes do. Mm -hmm. Just look, cried the rabbi. That animal too is dressed in white. It also drinks nothing but water, but has nails in its shoes and rolls naked in the snow. Also, rest assured, it gets its daily ration of 40 lashes on the rump from its master. Now I ask you, is it a saint 
or is it a horse? <laughs> I just love that. Like, it's works and right. deeds. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay. I think I have one or two more. I'm skipping ahead here. Okay. Here's another one on page 115. This one's called Man the Peacemaker. Okay. Okay. When Joshua was building an altar to God, the Jews came to him and asked, explain to us, our master Joshua, why God has forbidden the use of iron on stone from which an altar is constructed. Joshua explained, when men sin against God and bring a sacrifice upon his altar and confess their sins, God forgives them and rewards them with long years of peace. This is because the altar is made only to lengthen the life of man and to establish peace between man and God. It is different with iron. From it, one fashions swords and spears and all manner of weapons employed to kill, to shorten life, and to kindle hatred between man and man, between nation and nation. Hmm. Therefore, God commanded that iron, which shortens the life of man, be not allowed to touch the stones of the altar, which bring him peace and increase his years. When the okay. people heard Joshua's explanation, they were filled with delight and said, if the, stones that, if the stones that see not, hear not, and speak not are so highly prized by God because they make peace between him and the sons of man, how much more prized must man be when he makes peace between one individual and another, between husband and wife, between nation and nation? Hmm. Like, I didn't realize that that was a whole, you can't use iron. Right. You know what right. I mean? I remember there was a thing about iron when God. Wrote, I don't recall like, it, but no. it doesn't shock me. Right. Not being able to stand iron is like a fairy tale kind yeah. of thing. Right. So there's so many different critters out there that iron hurts them. Right. Or silver hurts them. Sure. So I, I just find it really interesting that in this particular story, it gives a reason for it. Yeah. No, I was, I mean, I like that somewhat. And then again, you know, it preaches peace. Right. Which I love. Yeah. And and I I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I mean, we're reading the Old Testament and there's anything but peace in it. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's great sentiment. Sure. And and like you said earlier, like the idealistic version of what God is and what religion is. Mm-hmm. Is, is often said in these, these... These little stories. These little stories that they have. And vignettes. But it's not what I have encountered in religion. Right. And it's not what people in general... It's not that what I people know, in general practice. Practice, right. Yeah. I, I think maybe that's why I'm finding particular delight in these. Because it's not what we've been reading. And right. this does take me back a minute, you know, to... Like, remember when you thought religion was, you know, about peace and kindness and love? Yeah. Remember? 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 Well, and I'm like, oh, religion's cute. I will say this. I, I think that the more um, intellectual someone is about their religion, the more they think about it, the mm -hmm. more they philosophize about it. I was going to say the more that they get into the philosophies and morals and I ethics. I feel like they, they lean closer towards the idealistic version of what sure. religion is. Could be and, and might be. Well, I mean, I would think that the more intellectual that they are about it, the more that they have to um, realize all the harm of it and make peace with it and ask how they're going to apply the things that they learn to their own life. Right, right. And you can't apply all of them because some of them require you to do very terrible things. Right, yeah. So 
it it's to me about picking out cherry picking if you will the good stuff and throwing away the bad yeah i don't and think... it seems to me that most religions today have cherry picked all the bad stuff and threw out the good well and even if they haven't they haven't pick, picked out all the bad and the problem is that i think in order to be a modern religion that is going to survive in 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 this era i think that you have to decide that you are this way versus that way you know, mm-hmm. are you going to promote hate or are you going to promote love? Right. And that that's where it goes. The Unfortunately, it feels like the hate version wins out. Mm-hmm. So, it, and, and that probably is why we've had a lot of religious wars. You know, the mm-hmm. hate is easier to um, get behind, honestly. Like well, anger is such an, an easier emotion than having patience and calming down and keeping a level head, kindness, love. I mean, right. like, this is off topic but related. We were talking today about, um, um, oh, what's it called? Gentle parenting. Yeah. And how I was raised um, with a very authoritarian style of parenting. And so that is all I knew and how I behaved as a parent early on. Right. Until... Um, you are much more of the gentle parenting, the yeah, kind parenting. Sure. And and not not because I read books on it, but that's no, just, just kind of who that's I am. Your personality right. is just I'm still a very strong and yeah. like but yes, I, I definitely You do have a line that shall not be crossed, but the <laughs> the line is so far away that like honestly, if you go to that line, you pretty much brought it on your damn self. Right. But no, you are very patient. You are very kind. You are very soft-hearted and nice. I mean, everybody loves you. Everybody that meets you loves you. My parents, who are, you know, right-wing Baptists, um, they thought for the longest time that I had to be more liberal than you. <laughs> and it shocked them to their very core to learn that you are more liberal and progressive than I am. Right, right. Or maybe not so much anymore. We're right. pretty much on the same but page But definitely started out. Yeah, yeah. So it's, but it's something that I, that, that soft parenting is something that I have had to learn and that I, I grapple with and that I, I take great pains. I want to be better. And I think you have to take that into account. Like you have to want to be better and you have to try. And that means work and effort. And it is easier to just be mad and just be scared and just be pissed off all the time. Sure. Instead of, you know, taking the, the softer, kinder route. It yeah. is harder to be nice. It's a shortcut. Sure. Sure. I mean, it is. It's a short, Anger is a shortcut. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm, I'm admitting that as a person who, who, you know, wants to, to be better than I am, that it no, is I, definitely I think you've, hard. Honestly, I think you've made great strides in the way you parent and the way you handle society in general. And um, it, it takes a lot of effort to be that better person that, that not, and I don't mean better person, but that. No, um, I would, I would say better, not in the sense that you pat yourself on the back, but a, a better version of humanity. Right. Right. And I mean, I, I like to, you know, there there are things that I like to think I stole from religion and things like, you know, leading by example, you know, things like that. Like they always say, show your your religion by example, right? Right. You know, like, and but they don't. They don't. People don't do their that. idea of yeah. showing their religion by example is paying for somebody's food that's next in line for you. That's great. It's great. 
but you also are going to fight against abortion when somebody needs that and it might kill them if they don't have it. Right. I mean, right. you just there's no consistency to what these people do. You have to be consistent if you want to live by these standards and you have to apply it not by the standards of what somebody is telling you, but by the standards of what is right in your heart and in your mind. And right. don't just take what other people – you can't just live off of what other people tell you. Right, right. So – Except I'm for, sorry, I'm going off on a little bit except of Except for you guys. You guys do have to listen to what we're telling you, which is <laughs> fucking be nice. Well, yeah, be nice. I mean, that's it. They Just don't, they don't have nice. to listen to us. No, they do. Oh. You do have to listen to okay. us. Be nice. Sure. Okay, I guess you don't have you to. You don't, yeah. You don't. But Ultimately. I wish you, I sure wish you would. Right. Um, I have a couple more here I'm going to read. Oh, This sorry. one is on page 116, and it's called His Brother's Keeper. Okay. Okay. Eula went into hiding. He was he fled and went into hiding. He had disobeyed the queen. Therefore, he feared her vengeance. For this reason, she condemned him to death. He finally found asylum with Rabbi Joshua in the town of Lud. But the queen's spies discovered his hiding place. Oh, no. They surrounded the house and said to the Jews, If you do not deliver to us this man, we will slaughter all the Jews in your town. Oh. Then Rabbi Joshua said to Eula, I beg you to forgive me if I deliver you to the queen's servants. Far better that a single person should suffer than that an entire populace should be slaughtered. I mean, Then yeah. he went and delivered Eula to the queen's spies. Now in the past, the prophet Elijah had often miraculously revealed himself to Rabbi Joshua. But after Rabbi Joshua delivered Eula to the queen's spies, Elijah ceased his visits. Mm. Grieved over his continued absence, Rabbi Joshua fasted for 30 days. Then Elijah came again. Why did you desert me? asked Rabbi Joshua. What else did you expect? cried Elijah. Should I have anything to do with a man who delivers an innocent fellow Jew into the hands of heathens? I have only done as the law um, bids me, Rabbi Joshua said in justification. The Mishnah teaches us that when the heathen demand that a single Jew be delivered to them with the threat of killing all other Jews, if this not be done, then it is right to sacrifice the individual for the entire community. The law is as you say, replied Elijah sternly, but under no circumstances should you have acted as you did. Better that all should perish than that Jews with their own hands should deliver a brother to be murdered by the enemy. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, that's why I, I liked that one not for its message so much as for food for thought. Right. Um, I mean, I get the sentiment, but at the same time, if they truly were going to kill everybody, it does you no good to hold on to that one person. They're still going to die. Right. But I guess the question is, at, but how much cost to your soul? That. Well, death. That, no, but I mean, like... Uh, and I guess, too, the question is, does it depend how well you know the person? Because, like, would you hand me over for a whole town? You know? I, I suppose it honestly depends on how <clears throat> much I believed whether or not they were actually going to kill everybody or not. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if it seemed like an empty threat, then probably not. But you might if they were pretty much going to kill everybody in yeah, town? Yeah. Are you serious? I mean. Oh, my God. I would horrible. hope you would turn me over, honestly. Like No. Like, that. I, I can't imagine, you know, I'm going to die one way or the other. What is the point of holding on to me when I'm still going to die one way or the other? Oh, because these people in this town kind of suck. I'm, But I'm saying, 
you you would have everybody die and me or just me. Well, see, here's the difference, though. I think that Eula should have walked out himself and be like, okay, just kill me then. I'm not going to have you kill this whole fucking town for me. Which is, I think, what I would probably like to think I would do. It's what I like to think I would do is offer myself up. Like, okay. don't kill this whole fucking town. Just go ahead and take me. But so, they're still going to kill the dude they came for. That's what somehow. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If I'm the dude they came for, I would give myself oh, up. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. 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 Got it. So you wouldn't have to throw me out. Right. Right. But still, I don't know. It gave me food for thought. Definitely. Like, the rule says do this. And then here's, you know, St. Elijah saying, but don't though. I, I think that's a very convenient take. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's great that, that you one, get to say that you're righteous for not, you wouldn't have done that, but then we all die. Right. So, right. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That one was translated and adapted from the Agata, which I just found really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, definitely food for thought. Okay, I have one more. Okay. This one is called The Chaste Maid, and this one was like, woo, on page 120. Okay. Okay. Yep. So this one's going to, like, have you go, Got it. Okay. Mm. In a certain city, there lived a maiden. She was chaste and pious and took no pleasure in the vanities of the world. That means she was beautiful, but she didn't, like, go out and buy expensive creams and, like, you know, buy fancy handbags and whatnot. Right. Okay. It so happened that the prince who ruled the city saw her one day. Of course, he fell in love with her. Because right. that's what happens Duh. when you see somebody beautiful. Yeah. You never talked to them before. You it's just like David when he saw yeah. Bathsheba yeah. taking a bath, you of know. Course. Yeah. Of course. Wait, wasn't that Solomon? Was it Solomon? I think it was Solomon and Bathsheba. Oh. I'm almost okay. positive it was Solomon. You're probably right. I could be wrong. I can't remember now. I can't remember now. For either. some reason I thought it was David. I thought it was Solomon. It was Was it David? I'm almost certain it was David. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't really care, quite honestly. They're both gross. Right. No, it was yeah, I think it was David. Okay. But you're probably I could right. be wrong. I could be wrong. You're probably right. I don't fucking know. Moreover, I don't fucking care about that. Right. Okay, so anyway, he took one look, saw how beautiful she was. And it wasn't lust. It was love. He was in love with her. Bullshit. Okay. On more than one occasion thereafter, he sent messages to her and tried to pers- persuade her to love I, him. I have a question. How can you love someone you've never right, even fucking talked to or met? Because men are gross. You can't. You, that's not possible. men wrote the Bible and men are gross. That is all there is to it. Right. Nevertheless, he failed to bend her to his will. (laughs) Thereupon, he decided to use violence. One day, he broke into her room, followed by his soldiers, and he forced her to come with him to the palace. Jesus. The maiden cried aloud and lamented, but when she saw that her chaste tears did not move the lustful prince's heart. Ah, there it is. Lustful. yeah, Yeah. She asked him, please tell me, what is it that you like so much about me? Right. He replied, you have the eyes of a dove. They have taken me captive. You see where this is going? Go get yourself a dove, buddy. Right? Hearing this, the maiden said, now I see how strong your love for me is. Therefore, I've decided to do your will. Permit me then to go into my private chamber to adorn myself for you. She's going to kill herself, isn't she? Uh, not quite. Oh. The prince permitted her to do so, and she bolted the door behind her. Then she took a knife and gouged out her eyes with it. Oh, damn. Groping her way back to the door, she opened it and murmured to the prince, Since you have such great love for my eyes, you may have them. Here they are. Do with them as you wish. 
Wow. Dismayed and shaken, the prince stood before her. He let her go home, and she remained pure and chaste as long as she lived. Wow. Yeah, I bet she did, because now she's damaged goods, and... Yeah, nobody wants to fuck her now because she. Because it got... wasn't about don't don't say fucking love don't yeah. don't say love that's yeah. fucking bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And and her virginity was so important that um, she would rather you know uh, carve her eyes out. The whole story is gross. The whole story is gross because right. she was gonna get raped either way. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't about love. It was about he wanted to rape her and he was pissed because she wouldn't let him. Right. And it's like, ew. And she's like, here's my fucking eyes that you love so much. Go go fuck a skull, the, man. The, I mean, the story is like the incel stories that you hear. Yeah. Like, I mean, what? I love her, so I, I have every right to, you know, be with her. And if she doesn't yeah. like me, then it's her problem. Of course. Like, what the fuck is wrong with men that think these things? Um, It leads me to think that my ex, had he not been able to find a, a woman yeah. um, who made him become religious and isn't that convenient <laughs> um it makes me think he would have been on this andrew tate train the really? incel train yeah, I, yeah. Could, I could see that it's it's a very narcissistic in the in the medical sense of the term not right. not the like you're so pretty and vain yeah, 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 yeah. perspective right it's a very incapable of seeing other people as actual people with feelings it's a complete lack of empathy for your fellow man and like you are the star of the story but it's almost like it's a trained manly thing mm-hmm. like we men, men in general i feel are conditioned to not have feelings mm-hmm. to to not view women in any other light than an object mm-hmm. you know like that is how we are conditioned and if you see it in any other way if you see a woman as a person if you see if you act as though they are a real human being you're considered weak in the men, the manly circles, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's something I railed against growing up. I just, I didn't understand it. I don't, I still don't understand it. I, in fact, am, um, I could hold my own, you know, like against most men, quote unquote. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get into a fight with you. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I would rather make manly the ideas of, equality and um you you know just women's rights like i I feel like that is to be secure in myself is more manly than to objectify women you know but it's safe for you to say that because you are very broad-shouldered and tall yeah no you have a very um manly stance about you right no i mean for sure like you present as somebody who could fall into that like redneck backwards behavior because you look like a military guy you know what i mean you look like a farmer guy you look like that guy i do and i yeah so it is it is perfectly safe for you to say yeah i'll hold my wife's purse what yeah i'll buy her tampons what right you know right so i i think it's easy for you to say because someone of a lesser stature than myself that couldn't maybe hold their own yes would Possibly even be scared to do those things mm-hmm. because, and and it's not that I haven't ever felt that way. I have. No, I know. I've definitely not wanted to hold your person. Oh past. my god, you still have problems with that sometimes. But I, I've, I've always been who I am. But mm-hmm. I've become more comfortable with who I am in public mm-hmm. in the last, I would say, five to seven years. And and I would say that's one of the things that 
I've challenged you on. Like, if I've had to, right. like, learn patience and kindness and be less of an authoritarian figure, yeah. you have had to, like, get rid of sometimes the the manly man thing that's in you, the machismo that you but it's already... But it's not that I have the manly man thing in no, me. It's that I no. have a fear of... of the image of not being that man, right. manly, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like that's what it, it yes. was more the fear of not holding up to that image in society than it was about me believing those things. I definitely don't believe those things. No, but you don't Never like have. anybody looking at you and thinking ill of you. Right. Right. I mean, who does, but like, that's one of the things that you've overcome over the years is like, don't fucking worry about it. Well, part it. of my journey of becoming who I am now and, and probably will continue this journey is that, I think that it's important for for men to own their liberalness and own their um, support for um, women's rights. You know, like it, it's very important that you act as in such a manner that you don't give a fuck about what other men think of you holding that goddamn purse or wearing a pink shirt or whatever it is that you perceive that you're being looked upon badly for Mm -hmm. that is not manly because manliness is toxic and it is causing so many problems in our society Mm -hmm. and it's time that we take a different path yeah you know and and we need to be the ones especially the older generations like we're getting to that part where we're the older generation at some point i know we're in our late for mid to late 40s so like that's us now. But especially us. I don't want to be the old boomer saying stupid things that... Right. You know, I we need to be part of leading the way. You know, we need to say, no, you other people that are my age, you're stupid. Stop doing what you're doing. Right. Right. So, I don't know. Definitely challenge y'all to be better. And I don't mean directly confront. I'm just saying just no. be who you are and don't worry about the fucking shit you take from other men. It, they, they are the ones that are not manly. It's true. Hundred percent. They true. are not secure in their manlyhood. Like when men are like that, all I can think is, "Oh my God, your wiener!" Right. Like literally, right. it always comes back to your wiener. And yes, I call a dick a wiener because <laughs> it, it's just so much more childish. And that because that's what I think when I see um, balls hanging on the back of men's truck and they zoom, zoom, boom, boom, you know, gun their engine. I'm like, "Oh my God, your wiener!" Right. Like right. you. You are so much more than your wiener you could be if you would just not worry about it for a minute. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. So anyway. We just solved all the world's problems. Something like and, that. Um, and we I just got done, done with that. that. Yeah. So we are done with the book club for today. Um, there is not a weekly replay as yet. That will be coming up on Tuesday because we've got two more episodes left in Ezra. Yep. And those are going to be our wrap up and our contradictions episode. On Tuesday. So um, stay tuned. We will see you guys tomorrow for the wrap up. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday we'll have the contradictions episode. And then on Wednesday we'll start Nehemiah. Yep. There you go. We'll see you guys then. All right. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. 
We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.